Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special live edition of the Speak On Podcast. I am your host, Big Mike. We are here. We are going to do our weekly show live tonight because normally I say it's been a wild week in sports. It's been a wild day in sports, and we had to come on live to chop it up and talk about it. We're going to run the three-man weave tonight. You know I can't do it alone. The Mad Producer Podcast Poppy in the building. It finally happened. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got my man Breezy in the building. <laughs> AKA Breezy equals Will Smith. Yes. Yes. Hello, guys. Season's not in the off season. Season hasn't started yet. Season three, how's it going? Yeah, is this your first appearance? Season three, yes. First appearance. Yeah, we've been doing all football. We've been doing all football, and James has been on his mini vacation. And then, Wolf you know what? This is actually not my. Said, this no. is actually not my first. No, this is your second. You were on episode one for like ten minutes. Ah, <laughs> I was. Yeah. This is my third, actually. Third. I was also on the draft that I was supposed to be hosting. That Does that count as host. season three? Technically, kind of. Okay, there we go. Mid season, I don't know what you're going to call it. Yeah. But anyway, so. yeah, James is here. And like I said, you, you know he's here. We're not talking football because we got to start with the big news of sports today. Damian Lillard traded today to the Milwaukee Bucks. In a three-team deal, where a whole bunch of pieces have been moved, uh, but mainly Dame is going to Milwaukee. The Blazers—they've got Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, some picks, and some other guy that I, I don't want to disrespect, but it doesn't matter. And uh, the Suns got a bench. The Suns did get a bench, but now the, the Suns, Suns also a have a lineup of three of their five guys don't play basketball, so this is gonna be great. Uh, so we we've got we've got movement here. So I mean, shout out to I, Phoenix for dumping that DeAndre Ayton contract. Boss moves I, because they cleared up in just the swap for Nurkic itself. That alone was sixteen Nurkic, mil. And Nurkic for Ayton is not as big of a drop as people think. It's just Nurkic doesn't healthy, play basketball. Yeah, if Nurkic is healthy, listen, that is that's a big move. And neither one of them played defense, so it's not like you changed. (laughs) But Phoenix getting, like, I hate this man, but Grayson Allen is a very good pickup for them. Nazir Little is a very good pickup for them, too. Nazir Little is a good pickup for them. Uh, Well, Dylan's going to jump right into it. I'll open it, but, I mean, obviously, Dame's the biggest name, but and we don't know what's going to happen with Drew Holiday, but first reaction, who do you think won the trade? Milwaukee. Milwaukee wins the trade because they get rid of a guy who they couldn't get to score in big moments in the playoffs for three years, right? Outside of the Brooklyn series in 2020, right? Like where it wasn't even, it wasn't even that series. It was outside of overtime in that series, overtime in game seven, where he just made like four straight shots. He hasn't done anything offensively in the playoffs. 
what was it? Not last postseason, the two postseasons going. I was still at the uh, the temporary house where Anthony was like, "Yo, I need more out of Drew Holiday." I'm like, "What more are you supposed to get out of Drew Holiday? Like, he's giving you exactly what he gives you. He's your your main POA defender. He's going to facilitate your offense. He's going to give you maybe 18, and like that's what you're going to get out of him." Right, that's all you can get. If you're looking for anything more, that's a reach. And that's been the problem for many a year now. Now you go and you get a closer. Like Middleton was is supposed to be their closer, but Middleton last year wasn't really healthy and the year before didn't play. Right? So now you upgrade from Drew Holiday to Dame. You get yourselves one of the I don't know, best 10, 15 players in basketball, one of the best players ever. A guy who could shoot the ball forever. You got a guy where Giannis could kind of just like chill back, because Dame could give you sixty on any given night. Uh, Dame finally gets like a team because getting rid of Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen, those guys, cool, right? You're cool with letting those guys go because you still have a, a core five. You and still I'm sure have Dame Giannis. Portis, Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Lopez Jameson Cra- or Jay Crowder, Crowder. Like you like, still have a team. Milwaukee. They fielded a. Com- they went and made a competitive team, the team in the East, with mm-hmm. this, and like they still got to keep a rotation. They still got guys, and again, they replaced Drew Holiday with Dame Lillard in that starting five, where like he's going to see Brooke Lopez defend two like shots at the rim and just cry. It's like he's not going to know to do himself. He goes, "Oh my god, (laughs) they play defense here." He's he's going (laughs) to go to the bench and see them still score and cry. I'm very interested in how they're going to stagger the minutes. Right? I would love to see like the obviously uh, Giannis play at the five a a few times and have him and Dame be the main pick and roll guys. But it's also like, okay, cool, Giannis. We can still leave Dame on. We can leave him with Brooke or. Put, put Bobby out there and see how you're going to rotate it. I think it's a fantastic trade for Milwaukee. And it, I wouldn't say it came out of nowhere, but like it was Unk, refreshing to not see it be Miami. Unk has entered the chat, fellas. Just it's good, Unk. <laughs> but it was uh, refreshing not to see Miami be the, the destination. After all the, it's only Miami, it's only Miami, it's only Miami. It was refreshing to that it wasn't. I I mean, I was very interested to see how him and Jimmy would have worked. I wouldn't have been I I wouldn't have been worried about that. They would have figured it out. But I mean, I'm glad Miami didn't get it too, because I mean Jimmy Butler is one of my three favorite players in the league, but let's not be confused here. The Knicks Heat rivalry is a real thing. I I really do not like the Heat. So I'm happy that the Heat didn't get this. Um, Milwaukee getting it is interesting. I mean, Milwaukee is still. I'd hate to be a player in the East right now. Everybody in the East just went, whoa. I think if Boston puts themselves in the spot to where they get Drew Holiday, that makes things very difficult because then you get rid of defense player got, of the year, Marcus Smart, for a guy Smart who's arguably better than Marcus Smart to be their point guard. But what would they have to give up to get Drew, though? That's the problem. Draft picks. That's the problem. But who would they got left? Well, they also have Malcolm Brogdon. That Malcolm I mean, Brogdon is supposedly like – 
he's up supposed to, to be their here. Point guard. He's supposed to be point guard now, though. I yeah, would... but he's up to here with them. He is not happy with Boston right now, from what I've been reading. He's been having beef with them for a little bit. So Brogdon is probably out of here. That would make things very interesting in Boston. I mm-hmm. think if if the Blazers keep Drew Holiday, I think the Blazers won the trade. That's if, but they've already come out and be like, all these reports have come out and already been like, yeah, they're trying to move him. I think the Blazers won the trade if they keep him because, A, they got a pure point guard now. And if Anthony Simon stays, he I mean, he's not going to where he's their two guard. And you got DeAndre Aiding. And they still got all their young guys like Sheldon Sharp and all that stuff like that. And they really didn't. They gave up Damian Lillard that was going to go anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, Milwaukee Bucks, they um, you, you talk about playoff points, but you lose a core defender during the playoffs as well. And you talk about how you want it. Oh, we want Giannis to be the guy or to step up and everything like that. If he doesn't have it in him to step up to guard the best defender, you ain't as much as everybody want to look at Jay Crowder as a, a three and D guy. He, gonna get he ain't no PJ. He ain't no PJ Tucker. He ain't no Drew Holiday. He ain't no Marcus Smart. In the defense, so though, when Drew Holiday Lillard. Sorry. Yeah, no, but when you get Dame Lillard, you get more offense, but you lose the defensive factor to get stops. My rebuttal there is. He's this guy right here is supposed to be like the POA guy, and he let Jimmy Butler average like 40 on him. Who else was gonna do it? I mean, he was cooking him, so it's like, yeah, if we're just gonna use that, I know it's a small sample size, but like, if we're gonna, it's a very small sample size, but if we're just gonna go exactly what I was saying, Holiday got cooked by the Heat dudes, so if you could. Take away that defense. Let's say Dame does the same exact thing defensively and gets cooked 50, 50 on him. At least he's going to give you 30. Where Drew Holiday was barely giving you 15 to 20. So you do get a little bit more competitive on, on that side of the ball. Because ultimately, True. in that series, Milwaukee couldn't score. True. But I also say this to that. But I agree with is you that very much so. I, what I say to that is this. Yeah, he may not give you the extra 15 points to get to 30, but he gets you that stop. Maybe he gets you that stop because he does play defense. Yeah, he might get 40 put on him, but he may still get that stop. That's the that's the, um, that's the factor that Drew Halliday has because he is a big guard and he has a very defensive mind with being all-defense, all-star, champion, should have been defensive player of the year. Yep. So it's a du- it's like, a double edged sword. It's it's all right. Cool. Do you get the stop or do you want the points? That's where it it's a little iffy. because because you don't if you if you're trading buckets, it doesn't matter at that point in time. It's zero mm-hmm. zero, and if the other team is up and you're trading buckets, you're losing. Yeah, but you they weren't trading buckets. They were just giving up buckets. 
especially when Giannis was getting, especially in that game, what, game six, five, six? Oh, the, the game in Milwaukee. The meltdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the meltdown game of Giannis where he couldn't get a bucket and he was getting, he was fouling and he was just in trouble. Couldn't hit free throws. They couldn't buy a bucket. And That's where they would have needed it, James man. is simply this comment. James is a dog. But it's a much better situation than like Anthony. Whenever these trade, I'm surprised Anthony hasn't said anything about this trade, really, because very quiet. Because every time somebody makes a trade, he immediately says they're the they're the team to beat, right? And defense is very important. But Milwaukee as a team plays very good team defense, and I think that is going to hide a lot of the perimeter stuff, especially if they do the old. Rudy Gobert thing where it's like, hey, we're going to kind of try to funnel these guys, hold what we can on the perimeter, but funnel them to Brooke, who's just going to keep his hands up and block. And he was very good at that last and year. And he was very Ar- good at that last Arguably year. He had a case for defensive player of the year. Yeah, he did. he did. Absolutely. Um, he did. So it's going to be, it's very, I, I love the dynamic. I think it works. Uh, I think it saves Milwaukee in the long run. Because all these reports of Giannis being like, yo, I, if it's not in Milwaukee, then I'm out. And Dame is still signed for another like three years. Yeah, Dame is locked in. So if if Giannis were to leave now after they went and got Giannis, then it, after they went and got Dame, that. then it's like he was never going to stay. He, he never wanted to be there. So now there. that's why I think Milwaukee wins is because you just fixed it long term. Dame blow up, maybe. Like, yeah, and they're just terrible, but I don't think so. I doubt it because Dame. Unless Dame gets mad that his brothers are on the team. Both of them don't seem like those type of dudes. So. Dame, if Dame didn't do it in Portland, where he sh- probably would have gotten away with it, <laughs> where it was at this point over a decade, and he's just doing things by himself, and just nothing's working on. It. He didn't throw a fit once there. I don't think he's gonna throw a fit here. But you, you take by Dame, them going to get Dame, you take Giannis off the books for anybody else. You make sure nobody else can try to get in unless Giannis is really out. And Miami was the, a team to watch. Where obviously Miami's going to be linked to everything here going forward, right? Mm-hmm. Miami was a team to watch for Dame and Giannis next year, just in case. Now you potentially get them both off, and Miami's scrambling because Miami's whole game plan was: we're going to do nothing. We're going to let everybody we have walk, and we're going to try to trade the scraps that we have for Dame. But at the end of the day, Portland, kudos to Portland for not just bending the knee to the Dame, like, requests and the stuff for the agent. Be like, we only want to go here. And he's like, no, I'm going to field all my offers, and I'm going to do what I can. And in the end, they still did right by Dame because Dame went to the team with the best record in the league last year. Mm-hmm. Got went to a contender who didn't have to send their whole roster like Miami would have, because their their team would have been Jimmy Dame, Jimmy, and Bam. They would have had nothing else, and they would have had to had gotten a third team to facilitate to get rid of to find somebody who wanted Tyler Hero's contract. And at the end, of the day, I'm glad it wasn't wasn't Miami because then the Nets were going to be involved to take on fucking Tyler Hero's contract. And I don't want Tyler Hero. But he's better than RJ Barrett. They both stink. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't want either one of them. Lies. Lies. I don't want either one of them. Lies. So it's like, cool, keep me out of that. 
but it just makes it makes the James Harden situation something to be very aware of. Oh, oh this James Harden situation just—it's—it's going to blow it up. Rev, it just revved up another level now because oh, they, their media day is Monday. Yeah, Monday. and he's not allowed to go. And, yeah, he's not going because think about it. Think of all the teams that's out there. He's not going to Portland. He's not going to Milwaukee. What he's if he does go to, to Portland? How, Gonna, he doesn't I, have a no trade clause. But what is Portland? He only, do he's only on a one year deal. Well, what is Portland going to give Philly? Port, Portland gives him Drew Holiday. That's not enough. That's not enough. Yeah, it is. If you're trying to get rid of James Harden, they're going to probably do James Harden a first. Get yeah, him out. Why, why would they? Um, why would they do that when they have um, Simons on the team? Because you're just eating it for a year. So that's a waste of ass. Uh, I, I would do it. You gain I, an asset if you're getting James. You're getting rid of Drew Holiday because you they didn't get any dra- really any draft capital in this trade, right? So you could attach whatever Philly has left in draft capital to have them eat James Harden because they're gonna take on James Harden and probably buy him out. You take on some draft capital. You get rid of a guy you didn't want on the team. Because he's still, because Drew Holiday still, I think, has two years left on his contract. So they would have had to pay out both years in order to keep if they wanted to buy him out. So you gain draft capital, you take on James Harden, you're like, we'll just pay you, go wherever the fuck you want. Philly gets better, honestly, defensive wise, they get better because then you get somebody who could actually guard Dame or do a, a decent job guarding Dame. You keep him out of Boston. Because that's the other team you need to worry about guarding Dame. Like, being a player there. I think it makes sense to do that than doing the Clippers trade and you get, like, three role players. I don't know. I don't know if the... I I just, I don't know what that... Like, I hear what you're saying, and it it makes Mm. sense. I just don't know if I'm Portland, if I want to just get James Harden. Like, do I need capital that bad? Because what you're saying is we're just getting him to buy him out. Yeah. So I don't know if it's, we're, we're trading, why him, wouldn't, we're trading well, if, for draft picks. And I, if I, I'm them, I don't because know. if you see Drew Holiday move, I don't see them getting another player. I think they're just I, doing it to clear out, clear him out and to get assets. When you know you're not in a, in a position to compete, why, like, try to make yourself competitive? Right? Yeah. And I don't think you get worse getting rid of James. Like, this team that they have now is going to be a fun young team. This is going to be a great team for League Pass. Right? The the Blazers, the the Magic, the Thunder are all going to be on League Pass and all just going to be balling out and it's going to be fun to watch. they will be great better. to see. Thunder better than all of them. Thunder are better than all of them, but... They're going to be on League Pass. They're not going to be in a lot of primetime games. They're going to be on League Pass. Bam. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> She's not getting traded. But I did bring it up earlier uh, about the uh, about the Knicks getting through Holiday. Because I think he fits the Knicks also. I think he, he He'd does. be great if he didn't have Brunson already. I think you could run both of them at the same time. I don't think it would make sense because... Because Brunson can play off-ball. 
And so can Drew. They both can. Drew has they both both can. Like, Drew doesn't need the ball. But Drew also doesn't score. So we're going to put in a a solid rotational spot for a guy who's just going to play defense and get you 15. You're going to have, you have like a bunch of guys on your team who just play defense and can get you 10, 10 to 15. Like I wouldn't want to get another point guard when I have one of the five best players at the position and he's your best player. Like Jalen Brunson is a fucking dog. Yeah, but he's a defensive liability. Miami was hunting him in the playoffs. It's gonna happen well, they're regardless. Not, they're not that's what but that's what even you, if as long as Brunson's on, on the court, court. But that's one like you make it harder for them to do that. How many liabilities on defense are there in your starting lineup without Drew Holiday? Probably just Brunson. Does putting Drew Holiday on the court stop Jalen Brunson from being the liability on defense? They're always gonna find a way to hunt. You can only hide it for so often. The only way you're going to be able to hide it is by putting Jalen Brunson on the worst offensive player and then trying to have him switch all the time. And that's what you can do, though. That's what you do because you have four good defensive players. But that's what they're going to do anyway. They're just going to switch. You know how they do my favorite thing in basketball, the, hey, I'm just going to run by you. We're switching. But my point is he would instantly become the best defensive player on the team. So you're elevating – what you're doing like you're you're still getting better defensively because he's better but it doesn't hide brunson but it elevates everyone else but it's but the problem here is brunson's a liability on defense and this is uh, you've said it i'm not shitting on Jalen brunson i love Jalen brunson uh getting another a a really good poa defender doesn't stop Jalen brunson from being a liability on defense because they're still going to hunt him This is true. But I I just don't understand. Like, the problem here is Brunson's the liability, and Brunson does not become not any true. better of a defender. That's not true. We we live in the um in a league where it's a um a stretch team. So the killers are not always just point guards. No, secondly, they're everybody now. Yeah, secondly. You already know how I feel about the whole small guard Knicks. I hate it. I'm sick of it. This is why I'm against the whole try to get Donovan Mitchell type of thing because that's another small guard. He's like 6'2". Yeah. And him and Brunson would be the same size. And, yeah, he's great yeah. offensively. <laughs> yeah, but he's great true. offensively. My God, no more small guard. Two, like, but back-to-back to that, guards. But to that point, James, Donovan doesn't play defense. Drew specializes in defense. That's why there's a difference there. Because he's not going to be a liability because he specializes in defense. Like, it's not like he's just going to be out there and he's getting cooked. No. It just means that they have to help whoever is trying to hunt for Brunson. You help on that or you switch everything like you right. do. And All like, right, so... Good. No, I was gonna say it's it's doable because it elevates everyone. RJ can guard one through three. Brunson can guard one through uh, not Brunson. Uh, Drew can guard one two three. You got Mitch in the middle as backup support, and he's very good at it. I was telling Dylan last season that Quiet is the kept 
he should have been in that top five for defensive player of the year also because he's very good defensively. And Julius is solid. Julius is it. A bad defender. He's not a great defender. He's just solid. He just does his job. The problem you're going to run into is you're you're going to be having 2004 NBA basketball scores in your games because you guys just wouldn't be scoring the fucking basketball. You still got a two 25 point scores on the lineup in the on the court. Though. And then and then a bunch of guys who might give you 10 to 15. So that's where it's like 19 in his career. That's a 19-point. And he's st- but he's also still a, streaky. So it's like 20-point score. Drew is a 18-point score. Like it, I think it would work. I think it could work. The only person that doesn't score right. to your point is Mitch. Mitch doesn't score. I'm not gonna argue that. He All right. I'm, I'm, block and That's it. I'm gonna humor you. Say we do this. Who are you willing to give up to get Drew Holiday? Well, that was that was what Dylan asked earlier. I would Give up Max you know, you uh, need- quickly and some picks. I would give up quickly and some picks. If I'm the Knicks, I'm not giving up quickly for a 30 year old guard. That's that's what I'm saying. If I get, I'm all for trading quickly before you have to pay him <laughs> what he's looking for, but you got to get, I think, significantly better. Because I think quickly can give you everything that Drew Holiday it can or does. You think quickly can do what? I think quickly can give you what Holiday does when healthy. Offensively? Offensively, I think he gives you that plus plus some. I think he has a whole ton of potential on the defensive side. Does he not? Right now? Potential, yes. You, I can't let you get that get off with that potential because we're going to get off with because right now no he's not a better po- defender than than Drew Holiday but he can be because I can potential you to death with RJ Barrett and you don't want to hear that so I don't want to you know but I've seen me. I've seen a ton of Emmanuel quickly being a good defender he's a good defender and I've seen RJ be a great scorer no you, you haven't but he hasn't yes, been I a have. great scorer yes, define great. I've seen him score 30 multiple times. I've seen Fantastic. I've seen Mikhail Bridges score 40 multiple times. I'm not calling Mikhail a great scorer. And he's in his third year. So there's I'm potential not, there for I'm him to get anybody better, a great right? scorer. Like, if he's Devin Harris's 30, career high is like 50. Now, great scorer. So, again, if you're not going to give RJ that potential, I'm not going to give Quickly that potential. But I think Quickly is a good defender now. He's an okay defender. Now. I think he's, he's a, a good defender now. He's not all NBA defensive. No, but he's also not like a, almost a 15-year vet who who came into his role because Drew has never hasn't always been this. No, he hasn't. He's developed into it. Drew developed into this in the last five years. And he's become very, very good at it. Yes, but I wouldn't I wouldn't get rid of quickly for for him. If there's a, if anything, I'd be I would give because you could afford his contract right now. You probably don't even have to get rid of quickly to do. I, it. I don't know what Portland wants, so that draft. Also, I, I Portland wants draft capital. I would give them two first. I would give them two because that's yeah, what Portland wants. Five, I would give them two. They want the draft capital so they can hoard and trade draft capital for another because if. Uh, Scooter has the year. 
that they all think he's going to be and he's going to be a star and you have Aiton and you have Grant, you want to be available to have these assets for when Donovan Mitchell says, hey, I don't want to be here. So which somebody come get me, that, which is coming. That, that clock is ticking. Which is coming. Or the, the potential Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns, like meltdowns of we don't want to be here. Somebody come get us. I mean, that's that's a great question. Dylan already knows my answer to that question. I think if you can I'm get waiting. Drew and I think Drew helps you guys get Embiid, but I don't I don't know what an Embiid trade looks like. I don't care. Give him everything. Randall, I just don't know what it gives up. What it Randall, looks like. Twelve picks. The Liberty. Dolan. Liberty Liberty Dolan doesn't know the Liberty. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. The Westchester Knicks. He's over here trying to trade the Nets teams. Westchester Knicks to him. I, I don't care what we got to trade to get Embiid over here. You give me Embiid and Brunson. But would you give up all that for a guy who may not play 40 games? 40 is a stretch, though. Do 40. I have to look at his – do I have to look at Joel 40. Embiid's career 40. to – 40 is a stretch. That's barely half – that's not even half a season. It's not even half a season. I promise you, he paid more than that in the last the last two years. Two years, played. yes. Two years, yes. I'm sorry, fifty games. That's what. That's more likely. He barely plays fifty games. He played sixty six games this year. Sixty eight last, last year. year. Come on. Dylan. And then what about the two years before? Fifty and fifty. And then what was the two years before that? Sixty four, sixty three. And then the two in the three years before that. It was a rookie. He broke his foot. Oh, 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 did he play? He broke. So in the last one, two, three, four, five, so six So in years, his career. In, in the last career. six years, he's played 64 times. And how many times has he played less than 50 or 50 or, or 51 <laughs> or less? I'm sorry. What are, we, what are we doing, Dylan? What are we so doing we, he's played less than 50 more times than he's played more than 50. No. One. 51. No. <laughs> One, no. two, three, four, five. He's been in the league. One, Since 2014. Two. He literally did not play. Since so he's, he's played less than 51 games. If he didn't play in a season, he played less than 51 games, Mike. He had oh, like, come, on, come on now. Come on. Now. Like, come on. What, what are you doing now? Like, if he didn't play at all, then he didn't play 51. Oh my god. Is, is am I wrong? Do those years not count as his career? No. No. They do count cuz no. he got drafted in 2014. No. He didn't play. He didn't practice, he didn't do anything. It was red So his year. career started in 2016. He's only been on the court for 5 You six can't years. Re- you can't redshirt twice. Yes you can. Yes you can. For how many for what? Medical? You can yes. medical redshirt twice? No, you yes. can't. Yes. You redshirt, then you medical redshirt. That's two years. Like he has two medical redshirt years. Those years don't count. <laughs> they don't count. Since he has been an active player, he's only when is that? So that only starts uh, after you're drafted, and until you step on the court, not when you get drafted. Twenty sixteen. 
That's when his career starts for me. I didn't see him walk across the stage in 2016. It doesn't matter. That's when he walked on the court. That's when he walked on the court. So he wasn't attending work for those two years? Dylan, he never played. Like, did he attend no, work? He was he at the facility with the team? Down? That's fine. He could be a member of the organization. Okay. He, he So he was in the NBA. He was an NBA player. So do you count those years that Tua sat, uh, that Jalen Hurts sat? Like, when quarterbacks sit behind other quarterbacks. Yes, you are count? in. The, you are working. Yes, they count. Do they count? They don't count. because you They do count. You wasn't on the field. When you're a backup and you don't play, it doesn't, you're not doing anything. You still go to work. You are a professional football player. Are we holding those years against you when we're talking about your career? When it comes to, uh, I mean, we're hold, not we're not talking hell. We're, if we were talking performance, I wouldn't do it because he didn't step on the court. Those years, we're talking hell. Those years that Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre, you count those years against him? I count them in his career, yes, because when you do averages for numbers, touchdowns, you have to put every year he's wow. been in the NFL. You do zero, 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 zero for, at that point, 16 games. I must say this, though. In this instant, Dylan, you're using that argument to say that he's a liability versus the fact that he didn't play because of the reason. I'm not, so I'm not holding. If I was holding statistics against him, I would say from when he played. But we're using it as, hey, he was injured those first two years. He didn't play at all. So you go, he didn't play his first two years in the NBA. That mm-hmm. like he still was an NBA player. He he was still an NBA player regardless. He was drafted by the team. He attended work. With did he play chance. fifty? So if we're gonna count years, he's played fifty-one games or less. And we look throughout his whole career. We have two seasons at fifty-one. We have a season at thirty-one and two DNPs. Those count. Because he did not play 51 games. But you're trying to hold that against him like he was playing, then he stopped. He is somebody who gets injured. He Is he not somebody who gets and, injured? And my point is, in the last six years, he has not been like that. And until he gets to the playoffs, where he's just a broken man. <laughs> has he not? Yes, he got hurt this year and, and, and last, last year. year. Yeah, he missed, I, think, <laughs> I think he missed a game. I'm not even talking about missing games. I'm just talking about being hurt in general. He's somebody who is just broken. I'm not saying not to do it because I would do it in a heartbeat too. It's just you have to be prepared for the things. Like we had Kevin Durant. I was prepared for Kevin Durant not to play basketball. How is it not true? Maybe you stop it. Maybe you leave class. You come in. He he he. When did he not get hurt? Because he got hurt this year, and then he got punched in the face by everybody in Miami the year before. Like and what had torn ligament in his hand? How is it moving the goalpost? My my point has stand the same place. I never have moved once. I never have moved my point once. What's your point, Dolan? My point is, you trade for a guy, are you okay with him not playing because he's injured? 
that's my question. Because I never, because we never said, would you, would you, Dylan, would you trade for Joel Embiid? Yes, I would trade for Joel Embiid in a fucking heartbeat, knowing that he's going to miss time eventually. Like that shit happens. So what's your, so what's your argument if that's what if that's what you're the argument it only happened here because Mike said the first two years of his career don't matter because he didn't play. That's him missing time. He said that after your statement though. Yeah, would you would you be okay with a guy who doesn't play all the games? I said, because I said in the last six years he's only played under fifty twice. And then you said, Well, he missed the first two years participation. Yeah. But that, that but his if he's missing but, if he's missing time due to injury, do we not count his first two years? The first two years was brought up to basically give the, your the argument strength. Yeah. Because the argument was within the last six years. And then but that's only the, because we're this season. If we're looking at the last six years, then yeah, then but if you look at the last six years, you also miss the first time he even played, where he only played 31 games. So you miss a third of his career for which are the biggest chunks of his career where he missed games. Where he missed 164, almost 200 games mm-hmm. in his career that he missed. So, of course, yeah, I'm going to go with the the portion of his career where he's played the most, but forget the career, the part where he missed 200 games. And how long ago was that? One, two, three, so six, seven years. Mm-hmm. So most time when you when you want to um when you look at statistics, sometimes you want to go at recent years, right? Which is normally within the last five, last two, and stuff like that. So if you go in the last six years, he's played over sixty games four times. The consistency in that point when you average it out. That player is on the court more than it's all, than he's off. So that's what the argument is. As a GM, when you're looking at players, when you're trading for them, and you have a player who has injury history, who misses time, who has mm-hmm. had a major injury that has had him miss multiple seasons, and then mm-hmm. misses time during the playoffs and throughout the season, injury history is looked at. It's not ignored. You don't ignore the first mm-hmm. two years of his career, because especially with a seven footer who is heavier, mm-hmm. the biggest problem seven footers have injury wise is what their feet. Mm-hmm. And he missed the first two seasons with foot. Mm-hmm. So that's why you don't ignore the first two seasons because that injury and he, when he starts to get a little bit older, which what he's like 28, 29 now. Mm-hmm. When he starts hitting that 30 mark and that foot starts to hurt him, they're going to be looking back at that 2014, 2015, 2016, and then his time at Kansas and be like, hey, we probably should have saw this coming because he's had prior foot issues. Everything with Kevin Durant to this point, where is there a lie? Again, Anthony, you could come in here. I'm waiting for you to get. To, I'm, I'm waiting for you to get to your Durant, Durant point. Guys. Durant's all Durant's problems have stemmed from his foot injuries because they're all lower extremity injuries that are all compound injuries that you didn't start seeing until he started getting older. Once you got past that foot injury, which was what five years before he had the calf injury, which led into the Achilles injury, which when he comes back and then he starts having more calf injuries after his Achilles injury. 
Mm-hmm. So you so, think those stem from the foot injury? Yes. Because of compound injuries. Hmm. So so why haven't so when when Yao Ming was having all those foot injuries, why didn't he have calf and knee and, and ankle and all those other injuries as well? because well? he kept having the same foot injury. <laughs> That's why. His foot no, saying, his safe. Like, if if he's gonna have a bad foot injury and he comes back, eventually it should go to the um, to the calf or the ankle or the um, Achilles. It could, it should. Everybody's different, but all those when, things um, happen because of the overcompensation. But Yao's problem kept being the feet. Mm-hmm. That's why. When, um, it's... So so when when Kobe tore his Achilles, why didn't he have more calf injuries or foot injuries? I mean, are we gonna are we gonna ask? Like why it takes people longer to get hurt than others because that's what it seems like that question is because after no, Durant has foot I'm, injury, I'm talking about compound injuries. Well, we, it all depends. Like we, after Kobe because got his Achilles injury, when did he retire? Two years later. Two two years later after he did it. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what other injuries he could have had or kept, could have been playing through, et cetera. Mm-hmm. The only reason we know about the Durant stuff is because we watched him get hurt, healed mm-hmm. up, and then started having injuries again later in his career. Mm-hmm. Everybody's – like, I can't – if I were to tell you what my healing process is for my Achilles right now and compare it to Aaron Rodgers, it could be completely different, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody's body's different, and injuries happen differently to different people. But compound yes. injuries exist, Yes. Like that is a thing. So so I am more likely to have an injury on my left leg now because I've been overcompensating Mm -hmm. not having my right leg Mm -hmm. because of compound injuries. So So, if your point is everybody's different, mm -hmm. then you can't eliminate compound injuries because they are scientifically proven to happen. It's just a matter of who, when, when, and how. Yeah, it's going to and you are and, and I feel like you're already counting them out already because of no because I said I'd trade past. from the heartbeat. No, you also you're contradicting yourself because if you can't say I trade from them in a heartbeat, but then have all these things to like negate the reason why you would trade from them in a heartbeat, it's for pros argument. and cons. It's when for you sake. when you go to make a trade, these are the things mm-hmm. that you look at. Those are things you look at, like. Those would be cons, but then let's go look at the pros. We yeah. didn't ask me the pros. What what has his injuries been um over the course of the time since his foot since his injury when he first came in? Uh, just off my head, broken face, uh, torn ligament in the hand. Uh, I'll look, you know what? I'll look it up. We got the power of the internet. We can we can do the five. We can do it in real time. Knee injury in 2019, uh, 2021 torn meniscus, 2022 torn ligament. So he's already started having compound injuries with his legs. Wait, what? Knee injury, torn meniscus. Mm-hmm. And then 2022 was torn ligament in his hand. And then uh, concussion and broken orbital bone. So he's already had lower extremity injuries on top of his feet that he's had. So 
Yes. So we could ask the, oh, when what, isn't he supposed to have these injuries? He has already then. So you think him breaking his foot in the first two Is tied to a torn meniscus, yes. Now, now, what foot was it on? I don't know. Take this to the grave, huh? Hey, he's asking. I will say that I'm leaning towards doing with James because I don't think he's hurting his foot in 2014. I think they're not tied together. I don't. So think compound injuries not, don't exist. I don't think. No, I don't think injury, his injuries are tied together. I don't think the torn meniscus is tied to his foot injury because it was six years. I don't think it's tied. No, I think that's what it's here. I think I think compound injuries exist. I don't think it exists in his case to have the argument to think that oh, because you broke your foot, this is bound to happen because you haven't. I don't think they're tied together. That's literally what I, a compound injury is. No, I don't think his injuries to that are tied together. I don't think. I mean, I can't argue opinion. This is all your opinion as well. I know, but but you're asking me to prove stuff. It's not like I can't prove that it is. I just think that I think that his injuries in the beginning of his career shouldn't translate to the um to the injuries that he's had throughout his career because they're not to they're not close. Even though you want to say, oh. Uh, the meniscus and uh, that, that might I think that the meniscus the two times may have been the same leg. You think? Yeah. I'm very interested if it's the same leg. I don't know. Let's see. And then, right? Because medical has advanced in such a rapid pace these days i don't think that we can do the whole um because you broke your foot early in your career you're gonna have those issues later on like a yao ming type of thing well that's just common in people who are larger that just happens that i agree with but i don't I just don't think that him hurting his foot seven years ago has anything to do with him tearing his meniscus because the meniscus tear is just from wear and tear from him running every day of his life. So I don't think it's related. So if you run a lot, it's just gonna you're gonna tear your meniscus. It can happen. It has nothing to do with the foot. Athletes do meniscus tears all the time. It's a common. I know. I'm just asking because if. If it's just going to happen if you run all the time, then everybody's going to tear their meniscus. It happens. In, it's a common basketball injury, though. Is it not? I think it's just a common injury in, in general, but... But runners tend to have that more. I don't know. You didn't break your ankle in 96. I don't care. <laughs> well, you, you can't prove that. I can. How old are you? I 
but that is the point that I'm making. Like that to me, that that's not a compound injury. No, but we're 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 going to go ahead and do a much larger scale because I didn't say twenty years, did I? I didn't. Given a seven. I didn't do 20 years. We're just going to take what Dylan says and just bring it to the extreme. Like always. When we don't just listen to what Dylan says. Lies. I've seen you, DJ. We talked. You're not 40. (laughs) He might be. (laughs) He ain't 40. Uh, It's not telling me which knee it was. All it's telling me is in the playoffs this year was his left knee, and then it tells me about how he had a torn meniscus in 2021. So it's not telling me which knee it is. So we can move on. <laughs> is Kawhi's calf injury the same leg as this meniscus injury recently? Well, regardless, you can go and do compound because it happened in his right <laughs> leg and he has to overcompensate by overusing his left leg. Then, bam, there you go, injury. So, yes. Mm-hmm. You don't think uh, you don't think um, situations come into play of those injuries or it's just automatically a compound? So you're saying if I tore my Achilles, right, mm-hmm. like I did, uh, if I were to t- if something were to happen to my left leg, it wouldn't be a compound injury. It would just no, be situational. No, no, it would just be situational. That wasn't my question. You you that asked me if it question. would be situational. I yes, I'm asking you a question. You have to answer my question. I'm trying to clear up your question. That's what I'm trying to do to answer your question. All right. So what did I ask you? You asked me if I if I were to get injured. It, or if the injury would just be situational, can only be situational, not a compound injury. No, I did not say only. That's I why said, I'm trying to clear not, up your question. I said, do you not think that? Do you not think that an injury can be situational? That it can only be compound. No, an injury can also be. It can literally be its own thing. But if you have had previous injuries to your lower extremities, in particular here. It's more likely to have a it, compound injury. So, again, okay. I tore my Achilles. So, if something so were when, to happen where I would have a calf strain in my left leg or mm-hmm. I would pop an MCL or tear an Achilles here, would that be a compound injury or would that be uh, just situational? That it depends on the type of injury. But my question to you is, if that exact same injury happened to you six years from now, would you consider it compound? Yes, because I've been overcompensating. For six years. Mike, do you? I'm you don't going think, to be, you don't think I'm your Achilles will be healed. So, you don't think your will be healed in six years? I don't know how I'm going to recover from my Achilles being healed. I have a friend who is younger than me who tore my Achilles who stopped playing basketball because he can't. He wasn't able to heal correctly, and he's still walking with a limp. And he tore his Achilles four years ago. So yeah, I could be walking around still overcompensating in six years. Because I, my leg doesn't heal properly, or I have something wrong where my Achilles doesn't, or my Achilles and calf don't fully straighten out. So yeah, this goes back to me saying how in the NBA the medical is much advanced. So you do, so you think that these players are going back out there to play with their injuries not being fully straightened out. 
uh, ask Kawhi Leonard. What do you mean? And why he left the Spurs. Because they were trying to make him play when his injuries weren't fully straightened out. Okay. So, yes. My question, when it came to Kawhi Leonard also, because it was situational, when he um when he hurt his ankle when they got slid under by um homeboy Zaza. from the Warriors. Zaza had a cheap shot. Then when he hurt his knee in the playoffs, what um what was the the um the play that how he hurt his knee? It was a fast break and um and he stepped wrong? I don't even know because he played through that game. Both times. <laughs> there was a, there, no, there was a play that led to him being injured. Are you talking about this past year against Phoenix? There was or a play. The, yeah. I, I don't know. Because I don't he, know when he got, because he played. He's and, like and, torn his ACL twice in like the last three happened. years, and, and they're then, both happened the, that he um, played through. In the Phoenix series, he played, he got injured, played through the rest of the game, and then they ruled him out the next game, right? Yeah. And then that was it. It was a play that it happened. He was on a fast break and step wrong. It could very much so be. I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not trying to be an asshole here. I genuinely don't know. And with Mike's here with me too, because we both watched that game text each other. We're like, hey. We neither one of us remember. So I'm not trying to be an asshole here just for the sake of arguing. I genuinely don't know. Kevin Graham's the best player on the floor. Yes. He wasn't. I remember the game well. I remember it well. (laughs) I remember it quite well. Devin Booker was making a strong case for number two, actually. I remember it well. Mike's just chatting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So, uh. We, we, we done? Should we talk about who's going to win the title? Oh, yeah. Are we still playing doctor right now? Hey, man. I think if you go for Joel Embiid, I don't think you look at his beginning career injuries to lead up to his current injuries. I think his current injuries are from him doing too much as a big guy, not from stemming from the beginning of his career. And I say, if you go after Embiid, you look at the beginning of the year injury or the beginning of the career injuries as a tell of what can happen to somebody who is larger. And then you look at all the injury history of the big guys who have played in the last 20 something years as a, hey, this could come and kick you back at the end of the day. But again, my argument with my argument to that would then be you show me in recent years on players that have had injuries in the beginning of their careers that have had their careers end from the injury from the beginning of their careers. You show me in recent years with how medicals have advanced that that continues to happen. And then I will come back and argue with you and say, how many seven-footers in the last 20 years have had feet issues as a whole? No, you said 20. I said recent years. I'm talking. My argument has, has been 20 this whole time because I don't Understood. care about the advancement of medical technology. Because I don't sit here and but I don't should. have this stuff in front of me to give no, you this answer, you right? So, so, I, so no, because medical, because of now, recently, we've had less heavier guys carrying less bulk over the last recent. How long do you want to go recently? 
You could say 10 years. In the last 10 years, how many seven foot two guys who weigh like 250, 260 have there been in the NBA? You're proving my argument because even in medical, and the reason why his body so type reason, in, the, in the last 10 so years, the reason, find it. Tell me. So I'm going to tell you as well. The reason why you're not going to see that many guys like that is because when they look at their body type and play style, they say you need to be at this weight to play that way. And is Joel Embiid at that weight? Yes. He is, he is he very much He's lost weight. He's not at 220. He's never at 220. He's never going to be. He's going to be over 300 pounds. He's Always. Not he's not he, over 300 pounds. He's, he's going to be pounds. 270 to 300 pounds in his career. I bet you Joel Embiid. He, he's also seven people. foot two. So weight distributes that. much differently. I understand that. I bet you right now, off season before training camp, Joel Embiid doesn't weigh more than 265. That's crazy. That's crazy. He's a large crazy. dude. The guys who are that big, you you ha- how many of them have they been in the last ten years? Let's do that. How many guys who are as big as Joel Embiid in the last ten years? I mean, there's a bunch, but none of them are as good as him. So I don't know. Like, what do we? Because there's a bunch of randoms that are in the league that are big, like they his size. But like, are we yeah, tracking them because they're they're not good? Like, I don't know. just died. God damn it. To the phone we go. That's, that's the Lord striking you down. We need to move on. So he plays. So right now, according to NBA, uh, NBA.com, he's seven foot 260. That's what I just said. That's what and I that's just, only that's been in the, last, in the last few years because they told him he was overweight. And he lost weight. So And he's been playing at a heavier weight. For his career. So he has played above 260 before. He's a big dude. So again, let's go back to if we're going to go 10 years, if I have to go recent and pull out everything, just recent medical, like it, the history of medical fucking science advancing, blah, blah, blah. If I can't use 20 years to go and find guys who are a similar size and build as him who have played in the NBA and how they've had foot injuries, we should be able to do the same thing, find guys similar size to him in the last 10 years who have had foot injuries, guess what? There's not going to be a lot because a lot of the seven footers who come in now are significantly thinner and significantly smaller to do so. They're not going to be the same bone structure, muscle density, mass, all that stuff is him. It's all different. If you're going to look at body composition, where do you have to go? You have Um, to go farther than 10 years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I can't think of they don't carry have to go farther like than 10 years. Anymore. So I do agree that medical science has advanced significantly, but your medical science won't work the same when you're looking at different body types. But again, it all comes full circle. He has lost weight, which means that there's still less of a chance. Whether he's lost weight, he's still big as fuck. He's still big, but there's still <laughs> less of a chance of him getting he's hurt. He's still big as fuck. That's the problem here. That's the end-all, be-all. Still big as fuck. So those foot injuries, they linger, and they're gonna, and they could be there. I'm still trading the Westchester next fan. And I'm still going after him too because the pros outweigh the cons. That's what I think. This whole thing, I like. I think you guys think I'm stupid. Where it's like I have never once said I would not trade for Joel Embiid. Never once. It's just when you look at it from the front office point of view, it's 
hey, let's look at anything potentially that could fuck us. And that's going to be a bam. There it is. That potentially could fuck us. But do we still feel comfortable getting with an MVP who averages 30 points a game in the last three years, has averaged like 29 plus, uh, can give you all the rebounds, is arguably the, the second best center in basketball behind Yo- Nikola Jokic, and some would say he's better because he plays defense on the other side of the ball. And like, Nothing with that body type. Different. But he's shorter and doesn't have the same muscle mass as Joel Embiid. So their body composition is a little bit different. But Jokic is also a guy I would say, hey, potential foot injuries because he's big as fuck. Dwight Howard? Dwight Howard had back. Dwight had back. And that's also another one can fuck him. Brooke Lopez? Did fuck him. Brooke Lopez has had foot. And he's mm-hmm. been fine. And he's big. Well, Brooke Lopez's game changed significantly from when he had his foot injury to then. So he adjusted. Is he still that back to the basket center every fucking possession? No, he's not. Well, that's Carl, the, NBA the NBA doesn't play like that. Carl Anthony Towns? He Did he have foot? Back. He didn't have he had he foot did. this no, year, but he didn't no. have a break or anything. No, I'm just throwing out players with that size and if but the, he's lighter injuries. he's much lighter um, I don't think much lighter though Dylan. I think I he's like 30-40 pounds lighter because he's that thin would, that would put him at 230 and Cat is not 230 Cat looks Cat, all of 230 Cat <laughs> nah, looks like he's about 240-250 and that would put him at like LeBron size Cat's a and big he's dude. not I don't, I don't know if he Cat's a big dude and he's seven foot. Um, Soft Drummond. Foot. Drummond. He had foot issues, I think. He had foot issues, I think. Um, Here, I'm going to go get a battery real quick. Rudy Gobert. I don't know if I care about the Frenchman. Man, answer the question. He's the reason the whole country shut down. Answer the question, Mike. I, I think Rudy had foot issues. Rudy is the same size as, as uh, Joel. He might be taller. Taller. He might be taller than Joel. Al Horford? Not as tall. Marcus Hall. Uh, Marcus had it. Had a bunch of injuries. Did he not? Towards the end of his career. Feet. He was all foot injuries. That's the only thing popping up. I typed in Marcus Hall injuries, and he just goes foot, 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 <laughs> foot surgery, foot, foot, foot. Because um, even Pow didn't Pow have foot stuff at the end of his career too? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna gonna do this again in a couple weeks because the season starts in a month. Soon. It starts in a month, but um, 
right now and and you can change it when we do our official predictions but who would be your predictions right now to get to the final i'm i would very much like to wait until i see where drew holiday goes because that can sway everything but uh (laughs) i would take milwaukee in the east as much as i hate them (laughs) i hate milwaukee i hate Giannis, but I think swapping for Dame is significant, uh, and I don't really see a world where the the Nuggets don't really repeat. So we'll we'll go Bucks Nuggets. Subject to change. Subject to change. Watch Drew Holiday fuck around and become a Denver Nugget. Yep. Nightmare fuel. Tragic. Nightmare fuel. <laughs> Tragic. James. Subject to change. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm going to go Lakers. Celtics. The Celtics were the other team I was thinking of. And that's why I was like, I want to wait until I see where Drew Holiday goes. Because if he goes to Boston, then we, we may have a different conversation. NBA would love that, James. They would. They would Porzingis. Love that. What type of injuries has Porzingis had? Knee. Everything. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Uh, I will go. I. I it's Milwaukee's to lose. It was Milwaukee's to lose last year. And boy, did they. Giannis, Giannis got <laughs> hurt. And boy, did they. Giannis got hurt. And then crumbled. Um, I would say Milwaukee. And I'm I, I'm leaning Phoenix. Who's the coach of the Bucks now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know, but I don't know. It's, uh, is it Adrian Griffin. Oh, yeah. I remember that being a bad hire. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm still right now. I'm gonna say Buck Suns because I don't think they already win that. not having Bud as a coach. So exactly, I don't think we're really grasping the one thing we were all laughing not laughing but saying about phoenix was they don't have a bench and they got a bunch of guys that get hurt all the time so how is this going to work and now they just got a bench so those guys can get hurt and swap out and stagger and i think phoenix just really just really just made themselves hard to beat i i don't know about phoenix yet because they still don't even have a point guard like, I don't trust players that aren't actually point guards to play point guard. Like, as good as Devin Booker is, I don't want to see him be a point guard. Like, I don't I mean, think he wants to be one. I don't think he wants to be one either. I've seen James Harden do it. But, but James Harden, like, is a point guard. He's not a point guard. He's, he, he's not a point guard. But he but he plays like a point guard. He's a primary ball handler who facilitates and gets a shit ton of assists and runs an offense. 
especially when he was in Oklahoma City, where he had to be the guy to calm Russ down to take the ball handling away from him. So, like, James Harden is somebody who can actually be a point guard and run an offense. I, as good as Devin Booker's gotten at facilitating, I don't think he's a great facilitator to, like, orchestrate an offense. And then if your, your Bradley Beal, your Kevin Durant, or your Yusuf Nurkic go out, it's not like you're replacing them with, like, 20-point scorers. You're replacing them with, like, a bunch of guys who could get you, like, maybe 10. Yeah, but they have guys that if those guys go out, they can just elevate their point That's Put what the own... Put the graphic up again about who what, who got what. Yep. Give me one second. They they have guys that will just elevate. Because Devin Booker could get 50 whenever he feels like it. Yes, but then you can run yourself the situation like you did in the playoffs where it's like Durant and Booker get you all your points while the other guys are kind of the same level as those other guys. But the other guys now are better than the other guys last year. So outside of Bradley Grayson Beal Allen and Nazir Little. But Bradley Beal ain't going to get no problem. Bradley Be- No, he's not. But Bradley Beal is somebody who also misses games. But we're, t- we're talking playoffs now. No, I'm just, I was using the playoffs last year as an example of the other guys that they had, right? And I'm not counting Beal and those other guys because he is a guy, right? It's just he's part of that, like, three of five who don't play all the games and misses time. So it's like if any of them were to go down, who do you replace them with? Obviously, it's like, okay, cool. Durant goes down. You still have Beal and Book, and you're good. What happens if it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're missing Nurkic, Durant, and Beal for whatever oh, reason. If that, if that happens, which, which is a real possibility. Yeah, but that's catastrophic. Like that. Listen, we've that seen happens, catastrophic the whole, before. The whole, I, the whole Nets, my whole Nets run with Kevin Durant has been catastrophic. So, like, it's it, it's very real. It is a very real thing that could happen. You guys have seen my season get pulled from me because of this shit, right? So, like, it's real. Nurkic has a history of missing time. Beal, Durant. Durant in the last three years has missed, like, significantly more games than he's played. And you don't have real replacements for them. Like, who's playing the center if Nurkic goes out? The same player who's playing the center if DeAndre Ayton went out. Nobody. (laughs) Bull Bull. Bull Bull is going to be your center. I love that for him. I love that for him, too, but he has shown everywhere he's been that we don't know if he's the guy or if he is a guy. So he has to prove it. And then what, is he going to play Yuta Watanabe? He stinks. <laughs> Amazing how he stinks now. Listen, yep. you could go Amazing. back to me saying last year, he led. He was like number one in the NBA in corner three-points. Great. Fantastic. Yeah, was, As a basketball player. On the Yuta the shooter. Yuta! Yuta! Yuta the shooter. He, Absolutely. You, you didn't even you didn't even whisper Yuta stinks. You were just like Yuta for three. Yuda Did for you guys three. ask me how I felt about Yuta Watanabe? We knew. I we told him. you how I felt about Yuta Watanabe during the season. You loved him. I would when he's open, fantastic. Don't let him do anything else. No, and we and did you know that, Mike? He nope. never said that to us. Yuta is not very good. 
the tone and the tenor that was given to you. Will I celebrate when he makes every single shot he takes in the corner? Yes. Don't ask him to do anything else. He's bad. He's a bad basketball player. Don't ask him to do anything else. As soon as that next jersey got off his body. Nah, you don't do me like that. Like, I didn't want to fight James Johnson every time he went on the court. Don't do that to me. We're going to do that because that's what you did. Don't do that to me because I've shown you many a times that I hate players. That I have no problem hating players. I was trying to trade Ben Simmons for every bag of chip I could last year. Every bag of chips I could. You loved... Harris with every fiber in your Loved, body. I still love Joe Harris. He's still the greatest three-point shooter of all def- time. And he did not play basketball. La- no, he last year he did not. The year the last two years he did not play basketball. But that also the sh- becomes man, the, that man, thing of I watch I watch a lot of Nets games too, man. He did not play a lot of games during this this Kyrie and KD stretch as well. Whether if it was no, that's what I'm saying. The last two years, him. he didn't really play basketball. No, the entire stretch with they was together what three four years. I felt like he didn't play a lot of games. Whether if it was him being on the bench or him being injured, he did not play a lot of games. And then when he did play a lot of games, he did not play well. Outside of the last two years, if we look at his whole Brooklyn tenure. Let's go. Let's just go the last four years. What we get him? Twenty nineteen. So last two years of him being injured, thirty three games this year, fourteen games last year, sixty five games, sixty nine games, seventy six games. How many years were Katie and and Kyrie from two thousand eighteen to twenty twenty two? Seventy six, sixty nine, sixty five. And then the last two years were injured years. Joe Harris was in the bubble. He was there before Kyrie got hurt, before Kevin Durant even was a year away from playing. Joe Harris was playing games. That's the difference here. Joe Harris played basketball games. Just the last two years, he was fucked up, and he was bad. And he didn't play well. The the last two years, he did not play well. He did not play well, but he's still, for a three-point shooter, he was still shooting over 43% for both of them. Small sample but, size. That happens. I, I just, but again, full sample size. The 65-game season where we lost to Milwaukee outside the playoffs in the regular season, he led the NBA in three-point percentage at 47, uh, 475. Year before that was 424, and then the year before it again, like that, led the NBA in three-point percentage at 474. So we're not going to say he didn't play basketball. He played basketball all but those two years in Brooklyn. It's I love Joe Harris, but those last two years and from let's go to the playoffs before the the injury two years ago. He was horrid. He was horrid, and I'm always going to be the guy who shits on him for that. But he's still the greatest two point shooter on the planet because he beat Steph Curry, and he'll never not be. But those last two years he was bad, and we needed to trade him. I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, no, they're, they're a net. They're fucking perfect. No, I have no problem shitting on people. I want Dinwiddie gone, and I love Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie can bounce. The next thing. Now, why is that? Because he's erratic with his, his decisions in the clutch, which has always been my problem with him. When he makes When he makes good decisions, he's clutch as shit. He's awesome. But then he makes dumb decisions sometimes, and he's a piss-poor free-throw shooter. 
piss poor free throw shooter. As you could go see in the previous playoff series uh, against Philadelphia, he was awful from the free throw line. Same thing with Joe Harris. Terrible at the free throw line. Great three point shooter. Terrible at the free throw line. Next. Kel's good. <laughs> which which brings me. I'm I'm, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. Oh, you want to pivot to the WNBA? Is that what you're trying to do? Huh? No, no, you can ask your question, James. No, no, no. Before we even switch to the WNBA, which is the reason why my name is Breezy equals Wolfspins, because the Nets are not going to get a superstar before the series. The, season the, 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 the trade wasn't superstar. The deal wasn't superstar. So star, try again. Star, star, star. And I have okay, a, star. I have an NBA definition of star ready available star. for when a trigger is pulled. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. You let me know when they get that star you're talking about. No problem. They got, they got, they got a month. Can still, well, we got till opening night. It can still happen. Night, got a month. It can still yeah, happen. Clock is ticking. It can still happen. I hope you have that wheel spin ready for me. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll be all right. Undefe- undefeated at the wheel spin here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but since we brought it up, we'll talk about the WMA real quick. Me and Dylan's New York Liberty are in the conference. I mean, and James's son, and James's son. Somebody give a fuck about the Suns. Yeah, no, 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 nope. We don't. Make we sure care about this. It. We and care James's about this. Stewie, Stewie, Stewie. First mm-hmm. MVP in Liberty history. Stewie. Well, Second closest race in WNBA history. She won this by a a bitter, points. This is a bittersweet thing for me because Stewie is a, is a is a Yukon. Yeah. That's okay. So. No bittersweet, just sweet. It's just sweet. No, it's, I said just for sweet. me. I said for me. It's sweet for me. It's <laughs> bittersweet because I'm a son. I'm a Connecticut Sun fan. <laughs> She was a Yukon Husky, and now she plays for the Liberty, and we're playing the Liberty. But it's all right, though. We're going back to Connecticut, baby. I hope you are ready. I hope you are ready. We're ready. Mike, your tone, bro. We we know your tone. You were shaky before the one last night. Yeah, it would be good if we went back to Connecticut down, too. It won't be good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You go down yeah. 0 2, it's yeah. not good. You work on your tone, good. but you, you was not trembling. Good. Yeah, not good. yeah. You don't want you know, to go, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who wants to go down uh, the Ophir with nothing but elimination games? Who wants to do uh-huh. that? What I Does know is, do that? I, I, no, listen, don't. What I know is, you got, you got a lot of confidence right now after you were scared to go back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Lib fans and the Lib players. Yeah, yeah, I need to fix your tone. Like, I just wasn't down in the desperation game just now. Yeah, fix just it. Like, just like you're now in one? No, we're going back home, baby. Oh, it's still home. a desperation game. It's absolutely yeah, a desperation game. game. Let us it's absolutely a desperation us. game because you could lose home court. If we pack y'all up on Friday, y'all are down facing elimination. So I, I suggest. You try to win. Yeah, if you guys go down, you hey, lose home court. Know, that is a must win. I know that. I know the scenario goes both ways because if we win the next game, y'all are facing elimination before you even get back home. 
And if we win next game, you're facing elimination at home. We'll cross that bridge. But we're not. We listen. Stewie got her groove back. That's all I know. Stewie, I know we stole home court advantage already. We stole. That's what. That's what y'all really need to look at, though. We stole home court advantage from y'all already. Don't worry, we can take it back. That's the wonders of a series. We can take it back. It is, but right now we got to step on you because we did our job. We stole one, and now we yeah, now, now it's our now, turn to do ours. Now it's our turn. Now hey, you got a chance to do it. You got a chance to do it, but we did that already. James, so, you're talking like the series is James, over already. It's I not. You're talking real confident. The same nah. energy for this weekend. I'm only talking like this because I'm talking like this because someone was trying to trying to pull my card on whether if I was a real Sun fan or not. So then put a the wheel spin on it. Put a wheel spin on the series. Oh, what up? Wheel spin on the series. What up? I'm Mr. always undefeated. Down for wheel spin on the series. I'm always down for wheel spin. What up? Who who you think you talking to, Anthony? I'm, I'm down. Talking, for wheel spin. Let's do it. Let's do it. Say you accept. <laughs> Except, buddy, what's the deal? What's the deal? deal? You're talking crazy. Wheel spin. Liberty win the series. You spin the wheel. Okay. And if the Sun win the series? I spin the wheel. Cool. Deal. Shake on it. Bang, bang, bang. Shit like that. Shit like that. Do it. Let's just do it. Wheel spin deals over here. Wow, that is that don't worry, you're undefeated until you lose. <laughs> that is true. That escalated That is true. Cause he's over here talking crazy like I'm not about it. Like, what are we doing? You're not gonna check my gangster live. <laughs> like I'm not gonna sit here and do it back. Wow. Here we go. So this this just made this series even better. Even better. Liberty did lose game one. Connecticut came and played great defense, and Liberty could not hit a shot to save their life. And Connecticut won game one. Game two, back and forth game, the Liberty just could not. It was scary. Comfortable. It was scary. Comfortable. The Liberty yeah, were winning the whole game. The Liberty were winning the whole game. It was scary. And then, and, then, and then we figured out Sabrina cannot guard someone. As and as likewise, she also couldn't guard Sabrina, so I don't want to hear okay. none of that. Okay. <laughs> Sabrina still dropped twenty and five, so like, what are we doing? Okay. <laughs> still dropped twenty and five. And like she's over game. here spouting, you can't guard me, but she also couldn't guard her. <laughs> okay. The problem here is Stewie's been slow to start. Stewie's yeah. not. Stewie has not played well. She's gotten better as the game has gone on, but she has had two. But that's the slow game starts. Yeah. And the Suns game plan is anyone but Stewie. That's their game plan. What I need is Jacko Jones to just step up just a little bit. Going back to Connecticut. Back to that Krispy Kreme Mohegan Sun where I ran into you last year. <laughs> Go and and let them know what it is. Because her and Alyssa Thomas have been having battles in the paint. And you can tell that they've been teammates and they practice against each other the way that those girls are playing tough in the paint. Yeah, they're playing like 90s men. They're yeah, playing very physical. They're playing good. very physical, and that's how, that's taking them out of the Liberty's game. 
That's not the Liberty's game. Liberty want to sit around and dissect you and run plays and just like let's get the easy shit when the when the sun come in there and they put the shit in their face. They're struggling. That's what Stewie's struggling. It's too physical for her right now. What? But luckily, Vandersloot, uh, Ionescu, uh, what's her face from yesterday? My girl. All bald. All played very, very well. Jonquel with a double double. As well, we need to get a little bit more out of. Uh, I agree with you, Jones. I think needs to play better, but a little more from But we also can't be fine with Stewie getting eleven points. No, and we can't like James. Like, yes, yeah, she can't. We also can't expect homegirl to score thirty she's every not, game. She's not scoring thirty. She's not like that. She's not scoring. Now, if she scores thirty like that, Connecticut probably will win because that just doesn't happen. So they've done a very good job with Alyssa Thomas. Bonner is doing what she does. Yep. And I mean, and it and it's a good coaching matchup. I need, I need, I need some schemes because, like you said, Dylan, Stewie has not been adjusting well in the series. You got to coach her up. You got to get her plays, get her shots in her spots. You got to get her her looks early. If you get her going early, it's gonna get everybody else going. Luckily, she's an all-world player, and she didn't let her lack of offense stop her because she was. Having a block party in game two. Yeah, five blocks. She was three for 13. Yeah, she didn't have a good game. But she hit the big three when she needed Yeah. Not a great game. Shout out to Sabrina, who just doesn't miss free throws. Ever. That's my girl. Except when she missed the two against Washington. That almost broke my heart. But doesn't matter. She's she's normally just a a billion percent free throw shooter. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> just a billion percent just doesn't miss. And if you're wondering why we're not talking about the basically the Western Conference Finals with the Aces and the Wings, it's because the Aces aren't going to lose. They're not going to lose to those guys. It's just it's Asia Wilson is too good, and Chelsea Gray is the point god of women's basketball. Like I've been saying on this show for two years, nobody. Listens. You you have. I'll give you your credit. You absolutely have. I need a shot for my life. She is on the five, she is on the top five list. I'm giving her the ball, and I promise you she's going to get a bucket. Bucket. I'm mad but, we got to wait till the 29th for this game. Yeah, because now I'm – I mean, I was already invested. But now, Dylan taking one for the team will spin on it. Yeah, you're bitch-made, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> He challenged me. He challenged you. He challenged you. So you do double wheel spin. I'm good. I'm yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> James does two, and we each do one. Now nah, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. you already got me on the on the knife. Yeah, I'm all set. Because <laughs> you got fear in your heart. <laughs> but I'll be right here with the pom poms. No bitch in my blood. <laughs> Right here with pom poms for you, though. I have the Undertaker music queued up for you. Not for me. I'm not going to need it. I hope you don't. I really don't. This is the year. This is the year. Had Felicia Keys in the building. Game two. Great. Great. All right, James. I don't know if you're going to dip into this one, but it's it's our weekly time. It's it's. It's time to talk about Coach Prime. 
It's prime time. Time to talk about Coach Mack. Wasn't a good. It wasn't a good week. Fucking terrible. Wasn't a good week. It wasn't a. Good, it wasn't a good Saturday. Oregon. Oregon decided they were going to score a billion. Yeah. <laughs> it was tough. This was. Uh, I wanted to say I wanted. I expected this, but I knew Oregon was good. And I knew this was going to be a real challenge for Colorado. Uh, Colorado just doesn't have the guys yet. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. They just don't have the guys. They got out physical on the, on the fronts, on both offense and defense. Shador was just getting killed every snap. Hike, down he goes. Hike, down he goes. And it was it, like, exactly... It, I'm, yeah. That meme of that dude getting jumped into the game, and just like, fight back! Fight back! That's, that's literally what it was. Shador was getting slaughtered, and uh, Bo Nix put himself in the Heisman conversation mm-hmm. because he already was playing great. Uh, a ass whooping like this is something that puts you in that conversation. Uh, promptly took Shador right out because you cannot have games where you just put up a, a touchdown, losing by forty. Nothing. Yeah, kind of can't do that, and then. Colorado has to go after taking this ass open to go fight play USC. It's not looking good. No, it's not it's not looking good. This but this is perfect for the the coach prime haters. Oh, they've been waiting. They've, they've been, been waiting, waiting for this. I did not like uh Colorado stepping on the logo at the beginning of the game. Oh, I have that I have this whole video ready of all uh, I also think the Colorado players got too big for their bridges. Yeah. They put too much dip on their chip, and they started doing all the dumb shit chip. that they you just can't do. And I hope when Prime saw all that, was like, what are you guys fucking doing? Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Like, this ass whooping is, was just something crazy. Look at this fucker go. Whoop, whoop, whoop. They, James, they didn't score until like the last five minutes of the game. Like, it legit was 42 nothing. Yeah. It was 42-0. And they were going for two. They were doing everything. They were just running it up. Without, without Immediately. care. Without care. Just running it up. Their head coach was caught on film in the pregame speech. Like, he they're caught. out here playing for he clicks. Wasn't caught. He no, no, caught. They, they captured him on exactly. film is what I meant. Damn well he that knows. camera was in there. He's like, they're out here up. fighting for clicks. We're out here fighting for wins. And that's super disingenuous because – you because all are jealous of there. what Prime is doing. Everybody is like really envious of what Prime is doing in Colorado. And you brought the ESPN cameras in there to also get clicks. Like Oregon represented everybody who who hated Deion Sanders this week. And then they were all on Twitter waiting for this moment. Waiting. It sucks because you don't get Travis Hunter for another three weeks, lacerated kidney or whatever the fuck it is. And even if they had Travis Hunter, I really don't think it would have made a difference because think, they were just they so. They would have still lost, but they wouldn't have probably, they probably wouldn't have lost like that. I think they would have because their defense didn't stop the run. Yeah. Like their defense really didn't stop the run and their offensive line was too busy getting bullied and he wouldn't have been able to throw the ball. So it's like it really wouldn't have changed much, really at all. Like the outcome would have been the same. It just would have been better to have Travis Hunter there. 
Like, oh, let me dude. let me cue this video up for you because this I saw this video. I was like, because I saw this right before the game. And I was like, Colorado's about to get the doors blown off him. Crazy shit. Can't do that. Ugh. Doing too much talking for a team that is literally a national underdog. You're giving a reason for these teams to hate you. You're giving a reason for all these media outlets to hate you. And that's not how Prime coaches. And trust me, they they got to talk to this week. Yes, they did, and they needed it because they're going against the number one quarterback in the country. Number one, off- think, yeah, number one offense in the country. I think they will play better because they're going to be home. I, I, USC's defense is not as good as Oregon's defense. But they're so, bigger. That's the thing. They're bigger. I, I, think, I think Colorado will be in this game for about a half this week, and then it'll slowly fade away. I, I just like I said last week. I didn't. We were talking about there was twenty one point underdogs. I would have taken. I didn't make that bet, but I would have taken those points because I almost I took twenty one. I almost took Oregon minus twenty one. I would have made me some money. I would take twenty. I don't know what the line is right now, but I would. I would take twenty one. We hate prime line of the week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see. I I don't know, DJ. Those schools, they they take. They that really care point. about that shit. Like they, I don't think they, in the grand scheme of thing, it seems small, but it's just uh, it's one of those things where it's like you pile on your your level of how serious am I taking this game? And they've already got the national media coverage, and they already counted out a top ten ranked team in Oregon, and that already pissed them off. And now they're doing all this silly shit. Not a good look. Not a good look. Now the way that they were acting on the internet, I mean, we can twenty-one we and a half. See, I probably would take that again. I would take USC plus twenty-one and a half. Colorado's not ranked at all now. They lost to a top ten team and now aren't ranked, which is wild. Which also, to me, shows the hate for Prime because ah, they the the college football people don't when they do the rankings, they don't do that. I just think it's crazy. I we have a real possibility here that there's going to be two Pac-12 teams in the playoff. That's crazy. Because, I, like I've been saying this whole time, I think Utah's the best team in the Pac-12. I think Utah, no one, yep, making that face. No one's talking about Utah because they play. Utah's not better than Oregon, Oregon or uh, USC. Okay. Okay, we'll see. Not- Oregon's very good. Oregon's very good. And USC so is USC. Quarterback. Um, but. I think Utah is very good. Um, we, I, what I was about to say was we don't, we don't, we don't cut corners here. We, we know what it is. We know there's racial undertones going on here. I'm still never gonna give those Nebraska people the the light of day after they called Shador a JUCO quarterback coming from uh, uh, HBCU. That's just disrespectful. And and you know what that is. 
That's just racist. <laughs> That's literally just racist. They hate crime. They hate the idea of crime. They hate the fact that the way he's doing things is working. Because again, crime tells these kids that they're important and that their voices matter and to be individuals and the establishment doesn't like that idea. So they, they want to crush Prime every chance they get. But like Prime said, you better get them now because Prime is getting it all of these kids. I would all like to show them. you something, Mike. And I think you're going to appreciate this. Oh, okay. Look who fell out of the top four. I do appreciate them bums getting knocked out the top four. That is why I think they're not making the playoff. They beat a team and got dropped because but, everybody else is they, playing higher ranked teams. They they didn't have a tough day. Florida State's fine. Florida State's Listen. Fine. Hey, keep going. Keep, no, 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 no. Keep going. Oh, oh, oh. Is, is that Duke? Where's Duke? Is that 17? Outside of Clemson, they're beating nobody. Is that them? They may get washed this week. <laughs> Duke may wash them and make you shut your mouth <laughs> because Duke only lost. I mean, uh, North Carolina, uh, Notre Dame only lost. Notre Dame only lost because on the final play of the game, they had 10 men on the field on defense. Notre Dame lost because of bad coaching. Like, I, that's a black man. I'm rooting for him, but they lost because of bad coaching. That's You can't not, if it, if it happens one play, okay. You cannot have 10 men on the field for the last two plays of the game. That is inexcusable. Like, you cannot. That, that's bad coaching. It's bad coaching. DJ, do you want to know why I don't think FSU is going to make the playoff? It has nothing to do with FSU, right? It just has to do with literally everybody else, right? So you have Georgia, Michigan, Texas. They're all going to probably make it, or whoever the Big Ten champion is, the SEC championship is going to be Georgia, and the Big 12 is going to be Texas, right? You also have one, two, three, four oh, teams in the Pac-12. Is that Utah that Dylan said stinks? I, don't, I didn't say Utah stinks. I, know you I didn't do that. Know. You have four teams in the Pac-12 right here that are all have a tougher strength of schedule. Like everybody, no six is next year, DJ. Six starts next year, so it's only four. So you could have even after like a loss, you could still find a way for these teams to have a two-team Pac-12 in there because of the strength of schedule. Because Florida State's only ranked team they've beaten is LSU. And they don't face another ranked team until Miami and Florida. If Miami or Florida lose again at any point in this year, they lose their ranking. We ain't losing. How about that? That's why Florida State ain't gonna make it because we ain't lose. Who Georgia Tech? That's who you want to be scared of? Georgia Tech. Triple option. Now North Carolina, man. I, no, I I rebuke that. I rebuke it. <laughs> so Never that's North Carolina and nothing, nothing, James, 
nothing. They don't get nothing. He's bringing a Duke basketball fandom into a Miami. Yep. They don't get nothing. They don't get nothing. They stink. I don't even know who's on the team. They stink. He also may get two guys in the Big Ten in the playoff. Yeah, you may I, get Michigan, I, I, Ohio I State. You. you keep saying that. Like I told you, I think Penn State is really good. You, Penn's to put him in there. Like I, you could get two guys in the Big Ten in there: Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. I think you, whoever the Big Ten championship game is, you might as well just book those two into the playoff, I or thought, the Pac-12. Depending I don't on how high the rankings get. I don't think Florida State's going to run the table. That's that's why this is all new to me. I yeah, I, again, I think even if they run the table, but if they ran the table, I think they would be in. I think they would be in. And that's where I it's think, hard for me. I just don't think they're going. And to, that's, and again, that's not me shitting on Florida State. I'm just going to run the table. I don't think Texas is going to run. Uh, Texas don't play nobody the rest of the year. I mean, they got to play Oklahoma in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the only game. The Red River Shootout is the only game they really have left. They're gonna run through Kansas. Then they're gonna have to play TCU in the in the championship game. TCU ain't it. Or that's the problem. TCU TCU's on November 11th. Ohio Iowa, uh, Iowa State is on the 18th in Texas Tech. So in the Big 12, who the fuck would they be playing in the Big 12 championship game? But that's it, my point. Like how it would be Oklahoma probably. It would probably nobody, be. And nobody worry about Texas. Nobody worry. Texas, Texas is for real. You don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not worried about Texas. Yo, Texas is for real. Don't do that. Quinn Ewers is a baller. Those boys over there are good. TCU stinks. TCU lost literally everybody that was on that national championship team the year before, and they have no quarterback play. Uh, the only team they really have to worry about is Oklahoma. Oklahoma really ain't that great either. I think Texas beats them no problem. A rivalry game, you never know. No, that's what I'm saying. That's the only problem is it's a rivalry game, but I would I don't see I don't really outside of Oklahoma I don't see Texas losing. We will table this and get back, but. Colorado. They gotta have LeBron and they gotta have LeBron on the sidelines. They it's literally turking into the LA forum in the eighties. That's what Boulder, <laughs> Colorado is turning into. It's every celebrity, everything that you could want, anybody who's anybody is in Boulder, Colorado on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Now imagine they build a little nightclub there, just like they did the forum, forum nightclub. <laughs> right there. It's gonna be a problem. Well them dudes stay, they stay for the game and then they are out. They're cool. hanging out. No, they're probably there's a few of them that are hanging out with Prime in the office. No. <laughs> but Prime don't partake. Prime's a Christian yeah. man. Man of God. <laughs> man of God. Man of God. Uh, who did I say was that? Oh, we gotta talk about football. More football. I think the Dolphins just scored again. <laughs> 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 I think the Dolphins just scored again. <laughs> Sean Payton owes Nathaniel Hackett an apology because <laughs> he was talking all that crazy. She's like, it's the one of the worst head coaching jobs I've ever seen. You've given up the second most points in NFL history, sir. I don't want to hear shit from you ever again. And, it and all I want to do, it could have been the worst. And he decided not to. He decided not to kick the field goal. I he, 
All I want to do is I hate that Raz in Japan right now because I just want to throw Sean Payton in his fucking face. He's like, oh, I thought because you were a good coach one place, you're automatically going to be a good coach somewhere else. And As he gives up 70. Like, and that, and it's funny because all I, now all I heard this week was, well, Sean Payton's not a defense coach, so it's not his fault. He's not a defense coach. He didn't score. <laughs> I mean, Dylan, like, so this is how bad it was. They could have scored 50. And they would have still lost by three touchdowns. They lost by 50. They lost. James, James. Which is worse? They gave up 70. Or the fact that they lost by 50. They gave up 70 points. They gave up 70. The worst part about it is, James, they benched their starters and their backups came out right away and threw a 75-yard touchdown. Second team came out with like, nah, hold that. We we still got more. Still got more. They just kept going. 70 points. It's crazy. It's crazy. 70 is wild. I'm going to need him to apologize to Nathaniel Hackett. I, I've been playing, I mean, not James, but Dylan, you've been playing Madden for how many years? A I've been playing time. Madden for how many I can count how many times I've gotten 70 on stuff. Like, you barely even get 70 on a computer unless you I do it like once a year. 20, you know, you play a long game, you can, you can get it. If you I, I, when, I'm, when I'm in my zone I, and I try to break records in my franchise, like, I think, because I, I have Anthony Richardson on my team in my uh, franchise, and he's like, Super, he's Cam Newton. Uh, he, I've scored eighty-four. That's my most. I think I've I, ever scored. I've put seventy a couple times, but I, I really only do it like maybe once a year because it's not fun. <laughs> Miami looked like they was having fun. My Miami was absolutely having fun. They had some of the best touchdown celebrations I've seen in a while. Miami was having a ball out there, boy. And is Miami starting to develop a home field advantage? Because that crowd was kind of all—all all twelve of them. Nah, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all twelve of them that were there. You their home field advantage is fucking hot. That's their home field. Well, advantage. are it's they home this looking, week? Uh, who are they it's playing? The Bills, right? Yeah, they're playing Buffalo. Uh, Them playing. <laughs> yeah, Russell Wilson might be hearing uh, some more future soon. They're in Buffalo. Okay. So Miami, they we're not going to get another heat stroke game like we did last year, where Stephon Diggs on the sideline dying. And when they play again later in the year, it, it'll Older. be in Miami, so it'll be, it'll be like seventy-five. They won't have to go play in the snow. Uh my, the Miami team's fun, man. It's a very they're fun the best, team. They're the best team in football. For me, the power rankings this week, they're number one. I don't. I, I, to, I don't know I yet. I still put San Fran. This this week's power rankings, I have to put them number one. I have to. I I can't. I it's a, seeing seeing the score seventy is fine. That that Broncos defense is sus. Ah uh, yes, super yes. sus. I want. I'm thank you for reminding me because much like your Jets, and this is actually not a shot at the Jets, but just using them as a, all I heard was the Broncos are a quarterback away. The Broncos are a quarterback away. They got rid of a lot of their guys last year. That defense, it's not trash, 
But they're it's Florida trash. No, State. it's trash. They're not good. Like they're apparently overrated. PS2 called his dad who works on the Dolphins roster and asked for some insider information on how to stop the Dolphins. Your dad lied to you, boy. <laughs> Whatever he told you lied. Didn't work. Because PS2 was getting cooked all up and down the field. And I'm getting told PS2 is the best corner in football. I'm one of those people that think he's the best corner. I did watch him lock up Devontae Adams every single time they lined up, but then I watched him get cooked by literally he, everybody he didn't in look, Miami. He had, a bad, he had a bad game. He had a very bad game. Bad game. I, I do think he's the best corner in football, but like I can't defend it. If you want to tell me somebody, I can't defend it. Like There's no defending that. The tape doesn't lie. Like That was, that was bad. Also, Anthony, cool the fuck out with your Christian Gonzalez shit. He's good, but no. <laughs> That man has given up a touchdown every game except for the Jet game. <laughs> and the, when they played the Dolphins, they had three safeties over the top at all times. <laughs> You're like, Tyreek Hill is not going anywhere, and he still caught a touchdown that game. It's not hard to shut down Garrett Wilson when Zach's throwing the fucking ball. No, yes, it's Zach is the worst human being ever. But let, before, let's because so we got to take a vote. After the Cowboys game, were were Cowboys fans like this, or were they like this? Uh, my brother was like that. <laughs> but there, were, the the Cowboys were missing three starters on the offensive line. Yeah, I and Trayvon Diggs tore his ACL. Yep, I heard all of that. That's a tough loss. Lose. You still can't do it. You still can't lose to the Cardinals. You still can't lose that game. Still can't lose. My favorite thing was uh, Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Josh Dobbs, uh, he found a clip of Micah Parsons on his podcast saying that Josh Dobbs was now on his list of players he has to get. And Josh Dobbs just go, posts a video goes, whoop, missed. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he did get got once. Like, Micah did get him. The problem is he was just running. They couldn't, Cowboys couldn't stop the run. They can't stop the run. They were not able to stop the run against them, which is crazy. Which is insane because all they did was stack the box against the Jets and stop our run, but they let fucking all of the Cardinals running backs and Rondale Moore run for like a billion yards. It's frustrating. Micah Parsons is still the best football player on the planet, so no ifs, ands, or buts. I won't take any arguments. (laughs) He is, but I think Micah Parsons is just better at what he does. Which is insane for me to say, because you know how I feel about that guy in Kansas City. Okay, uh, do we want to talk about that guy in Kansas City? I know you don't. I, I don't really care. <laughs> I do want to get off my point before we go off. Uh, I still pick San Fran. You know, now with Dallas having all the injuries, San Fran has moved up my best human football list. Uh, I can't really pick Miami, because Miami isn't really being forced to play defense. They're just bending. They're just bending and bending and bending, and they haven't played a really – besides the Chargers, they haven't played a team that could really score on them. And the only defense I've seen them play did a good job of stopping what they wanted. My question to you is, at what point do we start looking and going, maybe Miami's defense is better than we think? Because that defense is going to get better when Jalen Ramsey comes. And let's not forget – He's still coming. Like, they're doing I'm not this without ex- him. I'm not expecting anything out of Jalen Ramsey because he's coming off an ACL injury. 
So my expectations for Jalen Ramsey are so low and non-existent, not to be disrespectful. It's just because you cannot ex- really expect to come back from the ACL injury and be that guy, right? Uh, yeah, and that same guy who had that dog in him last year who got cooked every fucking week. <laughs> like, we can't ignore the things that are there, right? And I've been the guy who's been high on Miami. Anthony's been shitting on Miami, and he's been very quiet on Miami being the greatest show on turf 2.0. Like they're just they they're track stars. Like they're they're fantastic. The problem is they've played one good defense, and that one defense did everything you're supposed to do to stop them. It's you met a great defensive mind in Bill Belichick, who took what you're doing on offense and tried to apply it on defense, which was hey, we're gonna play positionless deep ball defense on on our field while you play positionless uh, offense. So them doing everything to take away the deep threat. And make Miami beat you in the short game is what you're supposed to do. The problem is Mike McDaniel's probably one of the five best play callers in football and is one of the smartest minds in football. And if anybody knows how to do a run game, he learned it from the best. He learned it from Shanahan. And it doesn't matter who's running the fucking football. Like, it doesn't matter in San Fran who's running the fucking football. Everybody's going to... Do you, do you know who who any of the running backs are in Miami? No. Well, I know most of that for that sounds like. Yeah, and you know who had over 200 yards rushing? <laughs> Devon A-Chain. You ever heard of him? I could have had 200 yards on Sunday. Devon A-Chain. And then they have other guys that are on their team that uh, fucking this dude starts with a fucking G. I forget his fucking name right now. But, like, they have a bunch of nobodies on their team, and they run the ball so well because they have nothing but track stars. Like, we know how, how to zone block. We know what holes to hit. Just hit 100 miles an hour, and you're going to be open. And you can't stack the box because Tyreek literally can be gone. Tyreek and Jalen Waddle can be gone in two seconds. So you can't stack. You have they have to nothing have, but track stars. You have to have something accountable. You can't play single high. You have to play double safety you always. better never play single high against that team, especially like, when Waddle comes back. You better. You better not let Tua catch you in single eye. And and the offensive line is doing just enough. Their their offensive line is bad, but they're doing just enough for Tua to get three steps. That's it. He's getting three steps. The ball's gone. Does it help that by the time he takes a second step, Tyreek Hill is open? Yes. (laughs) So, well, after we're going to next week, we're going to do. Next week, I'm going to know how I feel about Miami. And next week will be will be four games in, so we can do. It's not that's quite a quarter. A that's like our quarter of the way position. Quarter, but I'm telling you right now. Spoiler alert. He's my MVP. Tua. Tyreek. I'd put Tua. Tyreek's my MVP right now. Tyreek, if Tyreek was able to have all of the games he's played be like this. I'd say yes, but he had that one game against the Patriots where he put up 40, 40 yards. So that's why Tua gets the edge in my book because it's also a quarterback award. And I am of, I am very big on it. It's not a quarterback award. Fine. How many quarterbacks is, last like 10 I understand, years? I understand how it gets voted, but <laughs> for me, it's not a quarterback award. It's literally who's the most valuable player on the team. Tyreek is the most valuable player. You could make the argument if Tua didn't play and they had to put in Skylar Thompson, Tyreek wouldn't be doing this. But I can't make the argument if Tyreek's gone, 
Might be a different story, too. Ah, they still have a million track stars on this offense. It would still run. Uh, I'm not saying it would be better without Tyreek Hill, but you, the quarterback stirs the drink. And we saw last year this offense, because Tua was fantastic last year, too, before his injuries. They put in Skylar Thompson, and they were not fantastic. So, And especially when you're a position who is so dependent on the quarterback, it's hard to fight for you when your quarterback is the one putting you in your position to succeed. Granted, do I think Tua deserves all the credit for sending Tyreek on a slant and getting 90 yards? No. Because that's how Brock Purdy gets most of his yards. Don't do that. (laughs) Brock Purdy's average depth of throw is like four yards. I don't want to hear none of that. How much is he averaging per completion, though? Per uh, per completion, that's like seven. That's pretty good, though. Like I'm with you, Anthony overdoes it. It, it, It's overdoes it, but I don't think Brock Purdy's a bum. I actually think he actually is pretty good. Like he, I don't. I'm still. I still have so many questions. He does. I will give that to him. And I said that to Anthony, where Anthony's like, "Say something nice about Brock Purdy." I was like, "I think he has a solid arm, and I think he makes the right decision." But I think I have him on that same level of Jimmy Garoppolo, where it's like, take away that first read, see what he does, and he doesn't play well when that first read's gone. He runs a little more than Jimmy does, though. Jimmy tries. Tries. Can we talk about how how I'm right about Jimmy Garoppolo? By the way, I mean Anthony's not here, so it's not. Quite no, no, I'm not. Yeah, but you're also someone who doesn't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a bum. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a bum. I don't think he's a bum, though. I think he's a complete bum. And like, I hate the he brought a team to the Super Bowl. Nah, look at that team. Have you ever heard? <laughs> have you ever heard me use that argument? No, nah, but I'm I'm a big proponent of that in real time with all these teams. So it's like I use my same argument that I'm using now to talk about Jimmy, where it's like, listen, that team that went to the Super Bowl was the best defense in football, had Debo Samuel, like, at that point, the best tight end in football, the best offensive line, and Jimmy lost them that game. Jimmy lost them the Super Bowl. Are we going to forget that? He threw a horrible pass. He he threw that RPO, which was the same, RPO slant, bam, bang, interception, right? He threw that same play in the NFC Championship game against the the Packers, and it was a drop pick. And I remember being in, in the PlayStation chat with my brother. We were both watching the game. And I said to him, if he does that again, like, this game's over. He can't throw that. They should not run an RPO again. And that same play is the one that got picked off for the Super Bowl. Mind you, he threw the ball eight times in that game. So I guess he gets all the credit, Anthony. He gets all the credit for the win of that game. He threw the ball eight times. Mostert ran for 180 yards. I would say he would not have been MVP of that game either. Because, I mean, it was still a close game. But he wouldn't have been. Aaron Rodgers was awful in that first half. He gave the ball away so many times and missed a bunch of throws. He was terrible. And they just ran away. They ran away from him. They ran away. And that, that drop pick came in, like, the fourth quarter. So that would have brought them within a score. So we, I asked him on Sunday, I was like, is, is your team as good as that Niners team? No, then this is exactly what you're getting. You, this is the Jimmy you're going to get. This is the Jimmy I knew you were going to get. Take away that first read, bomb. Have they forgotten that Josh Jacobs is on that team? No, they haven't. They've been running the ball. Josh Jacobs just isn't good right now. He looks like a running back that missed all of camp and he did not stay in shape. 
And he's working his way into shape. And he's working his way into shape. This is Shaq in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I, I'm, I've been partying. I've been hanging out. I need to play myself into shape for the playoffs. He's averaging like 1.8 yards per carry. That's why they're not giving him the ball. They're not going to make the playoffs. They are. They're he, they're running. They're, they just have to stop. They're not making the playoffs. They're not winning six games. Probably not. And I'm going to – I need Tennessee to win some games, though. That's the only thing. Yeah, you're in a tough spot. You know, your, your quarterback's not going to be your quarterback in three weeks. If he keeps playing like this, he may not be. He's going to be traded before that. To you? I don't want that. I but would want that. I would be miserable. I would love that. You think I'm bad now. I would love that for you. I would love that for you. I would love that for you. I would love it more for you because then you'd be stuck with these losers at quarterback. Because <laughs> all I heard was, if Tannehill is healthy. Tannehill is healthy. I, I stand by it. He's healthy. We got to win. You bad. It's a big game. Can we talk about your Hulk? You're you're rooting. I'm not rooting, but I like Derrick Henry. I don't want I don't want you to do that to me. I love Derrick Henry. Don't do that to me. But I am a big fan of telling it how it is. You are rooting for his demise. Never. I would never do that. Not to not to a player I actually like. If it's a player I don't like, then yeah, Rudy, like Jimmy Garoppolo, I hate Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's on Anthony's team. I'm absolutely rooting for his demise because Anthony deserves it. But Derrick Henry doesn't deserve to go out like that, so I would never do that to Derrick Henry. But he does look old, Mike. He looks like he's hit a wall. It's been three games, and he had. Like I'm looking at his stats right now, Dylan. You're you're out of your mind. He had a bad game. He's had many a bad game. It's been three weeks. He had 15 attempts for 63 yards in game one. He had 25 attempts for 80 yards and a touchdown in game two. He had 11 attempts for 20 yards in game three. You said 25 for 80. Yeah. When we beat the Chargers, who are not who you think they are? It's three yards a carry, Mike. I'm sorry. Did we win? No, that, that's not the, contri- the point here. That's not the point here. If he Mike. gets the ball 25 times at three yards carry, I'll take that. No, but that's not Derrick Henry. That like when I hear Derrick Henry, so and you, I, you want, you I expect four and a half yards of carry, five yards of carry, five yards of carry. It's not happening. Didn't he average like four point seven yards per carry in the last two years? Not last year because he was hurt. But the year before, was, right? The year before that was four and a half. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's the fuck I'm saying. Like, this is Derek fucking Henry, your Hulk, right? That's what I expect out of it. I don't. That's a big drop. It's a big drop, but it's week three. Relax. That's a big relax. drop. But that was only, if you look at his and, numbers as a whole, it's much less. But that's just for that game. The Browns are, are a good defense. Right. Let's relax. Can we talk about. Before we move on to anything else, a defensive player being in motion and the Titans also sending two tight ends back and forth with him to cause an offensive delay of game. <laughs> if you're going to do shit like that, Vrabel's going to end up fired. <laughs> Vrabel's going to end up fired. He's going to end up fired because he's going to come on the field and choke somebody. 
I saw that. I was like, Miles Garrett has you guys at a chokehold. <laughs> Absolute chokehold. He was like, I'm going to run this way. I'm going to run this way. And y'all were just, <laughs> just like, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> like, at that point, you call a timeout. Like, that was bad. That was one of the worst things I've seen. This is a big game. We have to beat the Bengals. We have to beat this team. You do, but I think Joe Burrow might have figured something out at the end of that game. You know, with the Rams. But he's still hurt. He was not looking good in that game at the start. I love how Anthony was like, oh, he's not. He's missing his throws. I'm like, he can't fucking plant his feet. <laughs> like, how are you, like, you have a calf strain. You've got to be so careful on how you plant your feet. You're not going to be able to throw correctly. Like, I'm a big proponent of him just not playing. Like, they have a four-week stretch where they could kind of just coast. Like, it's not like the Titans are world beaters here, right? You could afford to play a backup quarterback against this team and maybe fuck around and win. You 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 got to keep him healthy. But they and also, then they have the bye week. They also could not lose that game to the Rams, though. They couldn't. They, they couldn't. couldn't lose that. They couldn't lose that game. So. If they lost, I feel like they would have put Joe Burrow on IR. I'm. I'm. <coughs> I don't think they should be winning games. I think they should be punting. Punt the season. That's what they think. Still. How? I, we already went through that team. That's the, the only reason. It's you punt the season because you just invested ten mil. Or a hundred something million dollars on your quarterback. That's why you punt the season. You punt the season in order of health, not because you're trying to tank. You do it so your quarterback can be healthy. And I think that's more important long term. Not when you go in the Super Bowl this year. And they can Listen, win the Super not with Bowl this fucking this team. Year. They can not win with the Super Bowl this year. If Joe Shiesty is what you think he is, they can win that this year. It doesn't matter how good Joe Shiesty is when he's on his back. <laughs> Like that team is that offense line is so bad. Well, I saw Aaron Donald sack him again. I was like, I was, I was so scared, <laughs> so scared for him. He could beat that. He could beat five offensive linemen by himself <laughs> against that team. I was, I was so scared for him when he took that sack. I was like, oh my fucking god, here we go. I'm about to watch another quarterback. I'm associated with Terry's Achilles live on Monday Night Football. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid because they were wearing those white jerseys again, which I like. White out. They I do like. the whole Penn State white out thing. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. But the last time they did that didn't end well for Tua. So I was like, maybe they should just retire these white jerseys. But hey, it didn't happened. happen to them. Exactly. Nothing <laughs> happened. So didn't happen to them. I wish sometimes when the, the teams had the like uh when Penn State goes white out, they actually like the whole stadium is like flashing. They have like certain songs that they play to get the crowd going. Like I wish NFL teams had more like uh, traditions, like Wisconsin playing uh, uh, what the fuck, uh, House of Pain. Mm-hmm. Like I love that. I wish the NFL had more shit like that. The only one I know is that the Steelers play Renegade, and mm-hmm. uh, the Jets have their chant when they score. Yeah, but that's not really like a thing. It's a thing, but it's not like a real, like a, another tradition that involves every, like maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Maybe I'm undervaluing the Jet tradition. But like it's when it comes to the music part, like the Patriots playing fucking uh, Crazy Train when they run out. Uh, yeah. Like even, I hate those fuckers, but like still cool. 
they associate a song with their franchise. Philly having dreams and nightmares, and now fucking this other shit. All right, then we got to talk about your favorite topic, Taylor Swift. Who fucking cares? Swift. She sucks. The world in a tizzy. I hate Taylor Swift. And And Anthony makes me hate Taylor Swift more than I already dislike her. He makes me not like her. But um, she was in the box with Mama Kelsey. They're fucking. (laughs) That's the longest story. They're fucking. That's a long time to be spending with Mama. Yeah. They would have had to have met before because that would have been real awkward just being in a booth with somebody you never met before and be like, oh, I'm linked to be dating your son. I'm going to meet you the first time now. Yeah, they definitely, this has been a thing for a little while. We're we're all just finding out about it. But Her and her cult fandom. She does have a cult. The craziest thing is, like, these fucking Taylor Swift fans really went and just bought Travis Kelsey jerseys for the sake of buying Travis Kelsey jerseys. Anthony's not here, but I will... She, that is an impact, though. That is an impact, but it's not an organic impact that, as a business, you want. Right? Because that's going to fuck up, uh, like, projections and all sorts of stuff when it comes to, like, the, the P&Ls thing. When it comes to your sales and revenue, et cetera, et cetera. So now it's going to be this random surge that you're going to have to expect, a like, a random increase in sales throughout the year. Oh, I'm sorry. The NBA portion of our program has continued. So, T Swift as a whole is overrated, but like we talk about that, she's mad overrated. But like, yeah, four hundred. It's it's all great. Like and all the, these fans trying to watch football, cool. They don't give a fuck about football. It's gonna annoy you even more when NBC shows her every five minutes, every fucking two minutes. I'm going to be so her. annoyed. Like, it was already a big deal because I didn't realize until I heard it literally today that Patrick Mahomes has never played in MetLife Stadium. Never, and no. I was like, wow, how did that happen? And now... The last time we played was away. And now it's his first game in MetLife in New York. And Sunday Night Football. Oh, yeah. I love how after before we continue with Taylor Swift's bullshit, how Anthony was like, oh, what's your guys home field advantage? I'm like, we show up to games like what are we doing here? The Jets have a fan base. (laughs) The Jets are there. Win, lose, suck good. Like we're here. (laughs) How are you going to do that? Like your fan, your arena was filled with terrible towels. Pittsburgh West. Remember what I, I was saying before the game? I was like, there's a lot of terrible towels there. And he was like, oh, Dylan's just being, he's just exaggerating. I was like, no, there was a lot of terrible towels there. Pittsburgh West. That's culture. That's what that was. Culture. So much so your best wide receiver is talking shit about it in press conferences. But yeah, the fact that Taylor Swift fans are buying 400% like increase in Travis Kelsey jerseys just to burn them when they break up is going to be hilarious. When she tells them to. Well, it, not she's not gonna. Well, she's gonna write a song. It's gonna say something she, negative, and they're gonna she's burn gonna it. Subliminally tell them that he's a horrible guy because that's what mm-hmm. she does. She shadow business. She's that's just gonna write a song like he thinks he's black. Ring. <laughs> 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 she's like, I'm not used to this much sauce. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just. <laughs> and, 
And Anthony's over here. He was shitting on Brittany Renner, but it's over here bigging up fucking Taylor Swift. B- body built like a nine-year-old. Get out of here. Who also, by the way, has a roster also. 35, apparently. Thought it was larger. I thought it was larger, too. I'm not going to. I don't know if that's being disrespectful. I thought it was larger. If it's disrespectful, my bad. But you've been out here in these streets a long time. (laughs) Long time, but hey, she went and trapped PJ Washington. She (laughs) aight. No, we gone. But yeah, fuck Taylor Swift. Uh, Fuck all the Taylor Swift fans. Uh, I'm ready for war. (laughs) I mean, you can have all this energy for about a quarter and a half. Huh? So you have all this energy for about a quarter and a half, but that's about how long it's going to take the Chiefs to. Oh yeah, Zach's going to throw a check down. Zach uh, run the ball, and he's going to get booed out of the building. Yeah, that because if you're you... not going to, because they won't boo the defense when the defense gives up three hundred and fifty yards to Patty. The problem is the Jets' defense get the ball back. That's the thing, like. If they don't get they don't get turnovers. No, we don't get turnovers, but we stop we get stops, right? If we get thirty hung on us and we do eight punts, you're putting the defense out there. They're gonna blame Zach. They're gonna blame Zach. You you have to score, Mike. You have to score thirty on y'all and the offense scores ten, they're gonna blame Zach. Mike, that Cowboys game, you know how many times we punted? No. We punted the ball damn near nine times. That's three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. The defense was on the field for 40 minutes. You cannot expect the defense to play great if they're fucking tired. I heard that this defense is supposed to be a region of boom. No, I don't agree with that at all. But, like, all good defenses, if they have to keep playing, they're going to get gassed. If you can't, on offense, move the ball... And you're and you have a combined time of 14 minutes with the ball in a game. Where's the problem? Maybe you should hand it off to your running back. What, that's what makes it even more difficult, Mike, because teams don't respect the pass, so they stack the box. They play single high all game, and they fucking just pressure. It's ridiculous. Zach and Zach had time in the pocket this week. That's what's crazy. The week before against Dallas, we had nothing. Zach had the most time to throw, <laughs> uh, average time to throw per snap in the NFL this week. He had the most time. And he had guys open. He just couldn't pull the trigger. That's the problem here. Like, he goes from pulling the trigger too much to refusing to pull the trigger. Which is hilarious because it's what do you want. Because the way watching him play, I can tell – He's second-guessing himself every single time. Yeah, he doesn't want to throw picks because that's all he hears. He throws picks too many turnovers, turn, so he doesn't want to throw picks. I'd rather take the sack. And you know Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, well, that's that Aaron Rodgers written all over it. Don't throw the ball away. Uh, no, that has the offense. That that uh, Salah's been th- throwing that at him for three years now. It's don't, don't turn picks. over the ball. Don't throw over the ball. So he's because not. when he turns over the ball, it's a snowball effect. Where it's it goes from being a small snowball, it's like all right, cool, shake it off, go, and then he has another one, and then it gets bigger, and then he has another one, and it gets bigger. It's it's just a downhill. And the one time we needed him to take a shot, he threw a check down on fourth down, 
it's like at that point in the game the game i didn't understand that that an interception is better than that because if you throw an interception trying to get the first down you just move them farther back and you still have like your timeouts and shit right you could just do that just try to throw just try to throw the interception at this point don't give them the ball closer like Josh Allen's first one against John. Just, just just truck it. Who cares? Chuck it down there. Hope Diggs can catch it. That's that's like that's the one of those things where it's like just just do that. Just the, you're a gunslinger. Just be a gunslinger for this this drive, please, please. But like the third down, getting the safety when he could have had the check down, I will die on that hill that he should have just did the check down. I don't agree. But but do you know why I I say that though? Yes, we we had a twenty minute. Yeah, we we did because I just don't. I felt like you were just were looking at me like, okay, who cares? As opposed to giving your punter more space so he could kick, as opposed to dying between the twelfth man and the fucking back of the end zone, having it blocked and recovered for a touchdown because you have three feet of space. Fuck that. Get the chuck down. Give your punter more space. That's 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 situational awareness. Can't do that. He also got Becton got killed on that rep. Yes. But they uh, did a great job as a whole. Zach did. Uh, Niners, you think the Niners are the best? I think the Dolphins are the best. They don't care about Anthony. Anyone that's looking, suck. Anyone looking for Roz, Roz is in uh, Japan. So, Why do you say it like that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Roz is in Japan. And uh, he'll be back in two weeks, I believe. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't have anything. Oh, oh, Can- oh Canelo. Canelo. We got to gotta pick this fight. Canelo versus Charlo. The big, it's, for my real box, diehard boxing fans, anytime Canelo fights, the big deal. But this, is this the one with all the belts? Uh, I don't know. Fun fact, I didn't I didn't proof watch this, so if there's something nasty in here, we're getting taken oh, down. Yeah, I'll say we're gonna get kicked off the air in a few minutes. That's cool. That's cool. I like so I like Charlo's confidence. I think he can box. I don't think he's ever been hit by anybody that hits as hard as Canelo. Yeah, this is the one with the belts. He has not, but if he can withstand the first six rounds, he yeah, he's in it. Because you think Canelo gas? Canelo's gonna gas. Think. <laughs> we watched that boy last we time he fought. That. that boy had was me fighting Dylan, for his life. Me and Dylan were here, like, yo, this is not about to happen right now. Like, and and Canelo almost lost that fight. He he, it was shaky. It was definitely shaky. Me and Dylan were literally sitting here on the edge of our like, no way this is about to happen right now. But Canelo's got the hard champion. And I think Charlo's going to find out that there are levels to this. Where this fight fights Crawford? You think so? Crawford wants the Canelo fight. I don't like that fight, man. I've I love him. that fight for him. I saw him in the gym uh, saying he's lifting weights now, but He's gonna have to go up like this. He's gonna have to go up to 160, 168 to fight Canelo. That is too that Canelo is too big for that. They're about the same size. I tell you this, if Crawford, really not that far. If Crawford washes uh 
Spence again, which I think he will. He is. That fight should be happening. It'll be closer, but... I don't think so. It'll be closer, because... I'm you, still mad at myself for changing my prediction from, from Bud to... Yeah, you dispense. Still owe me. You still owe me for that. I still owe you, but we're gonna we're gonna double or nothing at one of these next ones. <laughs> you wait for something. We're waiting for us to disagree on something. Fight <laughs> <laughs> wise, for us to, for me to double or nothing. <laughs> uh, I think it'll be closer, but I think he'll win again if he beats Spence and then moves up and beats Canelo. I'm gonna legitimately have to be like, yo, he's the best. He's got it. This error. Yeah. Like he, that puts him in Floyd, like Floyd, De La Hoya, Shane Mosley. Like that's rare fight in, air, man. He puts that puts him in there. I don't think Canelo wants that fight. It does not because it doesn't mean anything. He gains Canelo nothing from it. Yeah, Canelo doesn't get anything from that fight. Unless I mean, it's not a Hall of Famer. Then it's like okay, he put out a fucking dog, but. I don't think he wants that fight. I don't think he because uh, from what I read, some I mean I get it because he's a champion. Canelo still wants that light heavyweight uh, dude that beat him. He still he wants to get his lick back. I don't think that's the right fight for him because that dude. I think it's just it's physically he's just too much. But Canelo apparently wants that, so we'll see. I think Canelo wins. I don't think he stops. Charlo, but I think he knocks him down. I think he'll get yeah, knocked down. Yeah, I would. I think that's safe. I, this is going to go decision. I don't. Yeah, I think this is going to go decision. Unless gonna, again, if Charlo could withstand the the early barrage of Canelo and the heavy strikes early, and he gets him past round six, and he gets to do his thing, we can have a real fight. We have a real fight because Charlo's fucking good. <laughs> Charlo's real good. Uh, Janice's brother made a a good point here. I think he's like. I think Canelo's fighting the wrong Charlo brother. <laughs> he is. I was very upset when I yeah. said he was fighting this one because I wanted him to fight the other, the older one. Because yeah. the older one, he, he was like, if Canelo the was older one, the other one, I'd be hard. picking him. I would be picking the older one too. Actually, yep. I would be picking the older one because he's very good. He has a very good jab and he hits hard. I would absolutely be picking the other Charlo brother, but Canelo's got good people. He knows what to do, so. And, and and Jamel Charles is not a, a fucking uh, pushover. No, it's like just said, he's not. He I don't will, think he's the one. He, I, I, more than likely this fight will be a 116, 112, 117-111-ish. We'll Unless he can put together those later rounds. Yeah, no, he's not gonna get. He's not. Gonna he's not gonna get that. washed. He's no. not gonna lose as bad as Spence did. I can tell you that. He ain't gonna lose that bad. That see, that's how sad it is that that is now the bar. That is the bar now. That's how badly he got beat up. That that's the bar. Let me tell you how fun it was doing that, like that live soy fight club. Again, thank you. (laughs) My drive home from the from uh, the concert was was fun. That's why I can't wait for another one of these because I want to do that again. That was so much fun. That was so much fun. Like calling a fight. That was fantastic. That was so much fun. Like I literally had both the the Spence fight and the UFC stuff at the same time going back and forth, calling the rounds. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is bad. <laughs> you was like, he is beating Spence's ass. Right he is now. beating the dog shit out of Errol Spence right now. <laughs> I was just like, you know, I can't believe what I'm 
hearing right now. Let me get out of this traffic because what? The dog shit out of him. That's why it's like, I really don't want Vince to take that fight. Like, don't do it again. Like, what are you, you have nothing, nothing you can do is going to, the only way you could redeem yourself is if you knock him out. You have to, he has to, you have to knock him out out. because he got the dog shit kicked out of him. Like, you can't just go in there and just beat him in a fight. You have to beat the shit out of him. Like, if you go in there and you just win a decision, a close decision, that don't mean nothing. No, you you, you still stink. (laughs) You stink. Crawford just had a bad night. Yeah, it's like, boo, you didn't knock him out. You still suck. That's all that's going to be. He knocked you down three times. You didn't knock him down. You stink. He he was dropping you with jabs. Boo. (laughs) Boo. I don't want to say the same way. And have you seen the uh, since we're talking boxing, the Ngannou uh, sparring footage? No. Well, you have it. Is it going to take you long to get it? Can I, I don't think a, so. I would say, can I take a commercial break? Even though we're about to wrap up in a minute, we're about to wrap up. So let's play this really quick, and then uh, we'll move on. Nah. Nah. I mean, Ngano is a monster. So I'm not surprised at how that looks. But my God, he's moving in slow motion. Mike is punching faster than him. That's my point. That's what I wanted you to see, Michael. Thank you. Mike Tyson at fucking 60 something years old or however the fuck old he is is punching faster than a heavyweight fighter Francis Ngannou Tyson Fury is going to body bag this man Dylan what have I been saying since they signed I've already said he was going to body bag him him. three rounds four rounds at the most Tyson is too fast he's never going to hit Tyson Tyson's going to destroy him he has to Pray that he lands some kind of Hail Mary. He has to do a spear bomb into his fist. A la uh, Rockman against Lennox Lewis. Yeah. Like that He's is the only way he wins this fight. And and put his hand out for energy from all the energy in the world, go into his fist and just punch him once. And hopefully he just doesn't get up. Fury's going to beat that dog shit out of Tim. And He's laugh going- at him. And and then sing. <laughs> He's gonna beat the shit out of him and then sing in front of the whole crowd in Saudi Arabia. Terrible. I wanted you to see that because I wanted you to see what Mike Tyson did there. I caught it immediately. And hold on, I got another one for you. Since we're on the topic of boxing, fuck it. I mean, his form can, is dog shit. That's the problem here. His form is dog shit. But if he lands that body, I wouldn't want to get hit in the ribs by uh, Ngano. That's a little better. It's better, but it's not what I'm looking for when you're going into a fight against Tyson Fury. 
Also, Batman is standing right in front of him. Tyson's not, not moving. Him. Not doing oh. nothing. Just sitting there holding the pads. Just let him rock. Let him rock. He's in trouble. I don't know why he wanted to do this. Obviously, I know why he wanted to do this. But Tyson Fury's going to beat the shit out of him. Watching the four rounds. I would doubt. I'll, I'll put that bet on FanDuel. <laughs> that bet inside five. <laughs> Tyson Fury, body of the fucking plumber. Gonna wash this man. All right. I'm going to let you do uh, fantasy focus. Josh Thomas, fantasy football league. Uh, while I step out for a second. Let me know what All right. Doing. And then I will be right back. Let you update the matches because we got a big matchup next week. We do. All right, let me pull it up. All right, folks. Josh Thomas Fantasy League updates. All is right in the world. Uh, I have beaten that piece of shit, Stephen Barreto, uh, in the annual Barreto Bowl that we have. Uh, as you can see, the standings go as followed. I am in fourth place currently. Uh, v is in first. Blackheart is in second. Oh, my battery died again. Blackheart's in second. Anthony's in third. I'm in fourth. Darius is in fifth. The official barber of the Speak On It podcast, Mario, is in sixth. Roz is in seventh. Big Mike defending champ is in eighth place piece of shit. Steven Barreto is in ninth place and the sponsor of fantasy focus. Uh, Mike Ortiz is in last place. So we have a marquee matchup this week where Anthony and I are going head to head. So my team has the most points scored in the league. And Anthony, if you would have played me three weeks in a row, would be one and two. If we're doing that. But Anthony likes to Anthony doesn't like to look at it that way. He just likes to look that he hasn't lost. And I look at it as you're about to get wrecked because the Chiefs are going to roll into Sunday football and just drop 90 on us. So, <laughs> but the grudge match of all grudge matches. This is it. So I can finally shut his ass up with the I've been dog walking Dylan all last year. You did all it. last year. You did it. I love that he is playing Josh Jacobs. Uh, good luck, <laughs> Mister One Point Nine Yards per Carry. As long as my guys stay healthy. And don't miss any more time. I'm good. However, I am thinking about not playing Garrett Wilson. I'm starting to think. I have him in a couple of my other leagues. And I'm not going to lie. I'm starting to consider it. Because I like everybody else but Garrett Wilson in my lineup right now. But he, 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 we both have a dolphin on our team. So that's what's going to be interesting here. Because I don't think Tyreek is going to do like 300 yards against the Bills defense. But something the Bills don't do well is stop the run. And I have a guy. You have a guy. 
he brought a shovel to the bretto bowl (laughs) (laughs) he brought a shovel to the bretto bowl but another matchup that scares me is mike evans and the saints yeah because mike evans just forgets how to play football mike evans whenever he gets around marshawn Lattimore, just marshawn Lattimore uses confused and Marshall Lattimore gets the, the, the ducks around him. Oh, he's confused. He hurt himself. Mike, Mike Evans, yeah, Mike Evans hurt himself in confusion. That's it. That's, it's just the status there. That's all Mike Evans. I'm hoping he for, he remembers how to play football because I need him. I need him. And I need Aaron Jones to play. I need Aaron Jones to play also. Killing my other teams. I already I had Aaron Jones and Chubb on one of my teams. So you can imagine decimated by injury. I need him. To Look play. at this loser sitting on Anthony's bench. <laughs> Look at that loser. Have, you can't even see the field. Gotta have one. Gotta have one. Loser. But yeah, that's uh, the marquee matchup of the week there, people. It is. Did you do the, the projection? Who's in last? Well, I know who's in last place. We all know who's in last place. And, it's uh, not, and, and unfortunately, I have to keep it going because I need a win. I need a win. So you are in a tough spot, Mike. Well, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be your team. You need a win. That's what I'm saying. You're in a tough okay. spot because you can't really afford to lose anymore. No, I need to, I need to get two, three in a row. Who do you have this week? I oh, want you. It's the that. suck I, bowl. I, I, I need... <laughs> Don't play me like that. <laughs> it's, hey, I, like Anthony that. only has one more win than me. You only have one more win than him. <laughs> so. and, just, and just the same, I've just had bad luck. You've had, you did have some bad luck. I've just had bad luck. Kirk Cousins against Carolina is going to be a great pick. We out here. Unfortunately, no tight ends matter unless you're the uh, Laporta from the Lions or Travis Kelsey. <laughs> but, man, ah, you have Kadarius Tony. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I think Waddle's playing. He's basically – Waddle is going to play. Um. Who is bitch brother got? Where is your? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's facing the. He's projected to lose. So let's keep it going. Let's, what's their matchup looking like? Oh, he's going to play Joe. Oh, he's going to play Joe Burrow against Titans. He sat Joe Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase last week. I've got a 15% chance to make the playoffs right now. Not looking good. Not looking good. Where do I go? Is the scoring leader league? 53% few. Anthony's got a 70%. Until he loses. Which, once I put him out of his misery, that'll go down. Yeah. Right now, since I'm projected to finish third. And who's it looks like V is projected to go first. 
Mike is ten. Not not <laughs> He's not moving. That is not moving. Not going anywhere. I've fallen to eight. My brother has fallen to nine. He's in some bad times. Dark times in the Bretto the Bretto family. Not over here though. We're good over here. We just beat the shit out of that bitch. Anthony's second right now. Revenge tour. Stay tuned. Revenge tour. Ain't nobody fucking worried about Anthony. That's the thing here. I should be three and zero, but I got fucked by uh, what's it called? Score adjustments. Oh. I lost by point nine. They took away a point from the Steelers defense. You lost. That's so bullshit. They took a point away from the Steelers defense. I should be three and zero right now. The two, the highest split scored game of the fucking year, followed by me outscoring everybody again this year. I need, to, I need to show. Let's go to the standings really quick. I just want to show everybody the uh, the points for. Look at me just outscoring fucking everyone. Oh, my shit's not even on. Good job. Good job, producer. All right. It's one o'clock in the morning. I don't even know why we're still on. 466. Everybody else sucks. Anthony, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Anthony. All right. That's all I got. Well, you got. That's all I got. All right. A big uh, fuck you to Anthony. Let's uh, finish it off. Go. I'm him. Ooh, I'm him. I did. I prepared everything else, but an I'm him. Uh. Huh. Do you have an I'm him to to go first while I figure my life out? Uh, yes, I have a I'm him and I have a I'm her. Go ahead. Uh, I'm her is Jay Cargill. Fuck you, damn it. Being damn the it. number one trend on Twitter for signing with WWE and setting Twitter on fire. Can't wait. Black women doing big things. Love it. Love it here. Can't wait for her to Bianca. As long as they don't try to make her ghetto or ratchet, I'm happy. Go get your bag, Jay Cargill. Go get that bag. And uh, my I'm him is actually Dane Willard. This is what you wanted. I was thinking about it. This is what you wanted, Dane. You got it. You didn't. You showed James Harden. You don't have to be an asshole to get get this stuff done. Because I don't think Dane would have would have not shown or. Not play. I just don't think he's built like that. I just don't think Dane's built like that. He you also just best. hate James Harden. I do. But I don't think Dane was built that way. So kudos to the good guys getting something done. And he got traded to the best team in the league record-wise last year. So shout out to him. Uh, he's him this week. And uh, Jay Cargill is her. I'm going to do a, a him and a her as well. We're going to do, for I'm Her, Brianna Stewart. Stewie. Stewie. Two-time MVP, first Liberty MVP. Uh, and for I'm Him, I'm going to go with the nerd in Miami. We're going to go with Mike McDaniel. The black nerd. The black guy. You guys remember that when he got hired? <laughs> you know how he was a black head coach? Yeah. Everyone was like, what? Right? <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I, I'm black. <laughs> I still don't think people realize he's black. Yeah. I still don't think people know that. Yes, that is a black man. 
So shout out to the black head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Mike McDaniel, the nerd, the dork. I'm looking offense, forward to seeing him. His offense just scored again on Sunday. <laughs> it's now it, the score is now 200 to 20. <laughs> Mike McDaniel's a good dude. He has a great story about overcoming alcoholism and uh, finding his way back to the NFL. But uh, he may be in my division, and I and it's always fuck the Dolphins. But I show respect where respect is due. Even though I'm told by Anthony, I'm just a hater on the teams in my division. Well, you your hate for the the Dolphins for the Patriots is uh, Max sucks. Doesn't matter who's on that team. No, that's not true. That's not true. Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. I never said Tom Brady sucks. You hate. I hate him. He could. Let me not. Let me not. (laughs) But yeah, that might be your quarterback. That might be your quarterback. Still, still whistling the prayer. No, I'll fucking let me stop. I have to stop myself from saying things sometimes. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Let's let's wrap it up. Uh, just two of us. I'll just put you on the way here. Underscore podcast, Poppy underscore. Thank you for listening. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you. Uh, yes, I echo the same. Follow me on all the socials. I am MBJ. All the socials were out of here. We'll be back next week. I unless something else crazy happens, like that will be will be live. We'll try to space out these live episodes, but this was fun tonight. Charlo Canelo's this weekend, right? Yes. Ah, you're gonna be away. You're supposed to be you're, you're I know, but I can I can be home to be live for Soy Fight Club. Well, we'll see how Saturday We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how Saturday plays out. There's <laughs> there's things happening out there uh if you're watching this it's uh one o'clock local time here so it's officially my birthday. go jets yes go jets i'm out thank you everyone for watching uh wherever you get your podcast we're there like share subscribe apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify youtube twitch we're on all of it thank you for watching this and we're out of here i'm going to bed good night <laughs>